0: Sit the floor Let the body sit the floor Let the body sit the... Flo- And welcome to episode 121 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My name is Jody. I am your hostess of the Mostest, and tonight uh, our episode is something special. We're going to be doing a quick overview of our upcoming event at the end of May, which is the Lincoln Convention. And our event is Lincoln grad which is three days of gaming. But a big part of that is something new for us, um, already out there in the community, but something we're very much looking forward to talking about, and that is the Badab Wars. We've joked about it, teased about it on previous episodes, but we're going to delve into it tonight. And believe me, it has a lot of heresy relevance. So if you listen to this going, it's not heresy. I promise you, you'll have fun. Uh, let me introduce everybody who's here tonight, because we've got a guest in the room, and that's awesome. But I'm going to introduce everyone else, because, you know, it's nice to do that sort of thing. So on my left uh, is the silent assassin himself, the one and only, Mr. Pele. How are you doing, bud?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Yeah? It's Glad always, to hear you, man.
1: It's too. Uh, why is it on the left side?
0: Why is it always on the left side? Because as far as I'm aware, Freddy is the only one who's on the far right here. So... Um, uh... <laughs> no, okay. honestly I, I, you're always the first one i think of and left left <laughs> sides closest to my heart my friend closest to my heart
1: uh, okay that's okay then okay you're okay
0: your because. because oh thank you thank you very much uh on my right not all the way right but on my right is uh is the one and only the the voice of the voiceless and those who can speak as well uh is it, christopher how you doing buddy why am i on the right
2: Balance. Oh, I thought you were just like complaining about general directions now. I'm fine actually. Good to be back. Nice to have you all here. Yeah, it's good to have you back, my man. So uh
0: you've been keeping yourself. Busy. How are you,
2: Jody? I, I noticed Pellet didn't ask, you just immediately attacked your character, which is you know good pillow. Well,
0: oh it's fair. <laughs> it's fair, I mean by all means. Um I'm 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 okay, mate. You know. Life is life, health is health, and ex-wives are ex-wives. So um I'll leave it's it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up, you what,
1: married, happily married? married people. I am not married. When will you learn?
2: <laughs> Pell is living a sin. Even yes, better. Yeah, me
1: well too. done. <laughs> well, screw you guys. Alex, you're, you're Canadian, right.
2: you got class.
0: Well, he's definitely got that ass, but um <laughs> you know, when we will we will get into that right now, actually, because I'm gonna introduce him as you just heard on the left of my left. Is the one and only the lovable Alex from Death and Betrayal Podcast. How you doing, buddy?
3: Good. Yeah, thanks. Uh glad to be glad to be here again, guys. Always a <laughs> blast. <laughs> Always a treat.
0: Always interesting putting up with our shenanigans and just listening to us tear into each other with bullshit, you mean?
3: Well, you know, it's what I like to do too, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean
2: Alex does contribute a lot, but we do pay him in unsolicited uh, Swedish conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. So you know.
0: This is true. This is true. Oh, yeah. New content coming to a podcast near you soon. Maybe. Who knows? It is a conspiracy theory in and of itself. Um, and then, of course, on the right of my right, which has nothing to do with political leanings or point of view whatsoever, <laughs> just happens to be that's where we can fit his throne that is built on pretzels and empty beer cans, is the one and only Mr. Freddy himself. How are you doing, buddy?
4: Oh, I can't complain. I, I thought you meant my ego.
0: Dude, that's, that's why, a, that's that's why I need a com- space, mate. That's why it's got its own complex. We don't even consider that part of this building. Throw, it's really it
4: small. The ego is bigger.
0: This is true. This is true. That's
4: ready. Yeah. Why do you lie?
1: <laughs> you say you can't complain?
4: Because I'm, I'm a middle aged uh, fucking uh, but you always white man. Yeah, it does too. But I'm all complained out now. Trying to put oh. kids to bed. I don't want to complain anymore. And we, and we all and we we also asked Jody, how do you feel? Like, you know, how more depressed do we want to be, really? Or do you want to hear about my useless kids and how Jody's lives are? Or do you want to hear about heresy?
2: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk heresy. <laughs> if you guys noticed, there was a slight silence there when he yeah. said, I can't complain. We just cut out 25 minutes of Freddie complaining.
0: Hey, hey, hey. it was a short complaint this time. So, yeah, about 25 minutes. It's fine. I'm complaining
4: about my fucking airbrush. Uh, Henry needs to fix it.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty (laughs) sure anybody in Sweden can fix it. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's not his problem.
4: (laughs) No, it's a cult paint airbrush. He needs to fix it.
0: Still, wearing this out a few years ago.
4: Someone hasn't been cleaning it properly, and it's definitely. Uh,
1: Gotcha. Try to pour alcohol in it.
4: I've done that, but, you know, Indeed. last time Henry it and it was, like, shining in you, and now it looks like a piece of shit again.
1: The problem is, uh, Pelle. When well, you
0: say pour alcohol in it, he doesn't hear what comes after that. He just drinks the alcohol.
1: No, it, not in yourself, in the airbrush. Well, that's what I mean.
0: Stop.
2: What well, I, I do <laughs>
1: that and then I airbrush my mouth.
2: <laughs> when Freddie does this, it's a good idea. When I get drunk and want to go to Germany and find a Mr. Hardback and a Mr. Steel, then it's insane.
0: Well, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> anyway, let anyway, me get... anyway. Uh, while we get ready to start talking about stuff, let me just remind you guys, obviously, if you're listening to us, great. Thank you. We love you. Don't forget that there are easy ways to listen to us. If you have Spotify, we're on there. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, we're all over the place. You can find us. We're are we on, on Facebook? Twitter? Are we on Twitch? No, we're not on Twitch because
2: we don't live stream stuff. Um, Freddie could live stream Mick Warrior online.
0: Yeah, maybe. That maybe we true. should look in. We can let Freddie worry about that. Um, but we've got our Facebook page and our Facebook group where we have lots of chats and discussions and people share work and everything, which is really cool. We've got our Instagram. You can email us if you want. And we have our Discord, which uh, I really want to keep pushing because we've uh, been building up a nice community there. And that turned, pays into tonight's topic because we have a Badab Army Challenge going on there at the moment. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so very quickly, gents, because we have got a lot to talk about, because we don't just have the beautiful Alex on to help and be part of the Badab conversation. He is coming here to talk about something else, which we will get to in a moment. But to keep conscious of time, what's everybody working on this evening? Uh, Freddie, we'll start with you. Uh,
4: I am working on Night Lords, and uh, I'm also working on some vehicles for my Badab list.
0: Ooh, fancy.
4: Rogue, rogue Trader Predator, uh, Rogue Trader uh, Demolisher, and a Rogue Trader Whirlwind.
0: Ooh, very, very nice. Not the one you did for your um, word bearers, is it? You're not repainting that uh, one?
4: Yes, I'm repainting that one.
0: Ah, uh, Okay, well, still Shame. cool kit, though, so it, it really should be.
4: It it needs to be properly second-ed with the rest of my Astra Claw army.
0: Nice. Actually, nice.
4: Hurion did nothing wrong. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hashtag not paying taxes in the 41st millennium oh the- fuck
4: taxes i hate taxes
0: <laughs> okay you working on anything else dude or
4: uh yes i do but that's not heresy related so oh
0: nope, fair enough fair enough let's spin it over to pelle you working on anything dude
1: yeah some blood angels oh nice and... what, you, what do you got going those assault squads I've been waiting for, I can't wait any longer, so actually picking up those in resin here. And what else? Yeah, some uh, bad vehicles ex- actually. A Razorback and a Vindicator. And Better some... be a rogue
4: trader Razorback, or you're dead to me.
1: <laughs> I'm dead to you. No and uh, what else? Some fantasy battle, but that's not heresy. And some other stuff, that's not heresy, so... Let's not talk about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another time because we will end up talking about it another time. Let's be fair. Alex, are you potentially hobbying right now? Or is there anything you've been working on hobby recently?
3: Uh, it's two in the afternoon. So I actually just got off like a national call. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, so that uh, means later it, then maybe. I, I, I keep on Ontario hours. Um, so uh, that's that means it's the end of my work day now. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of Thalax to finish. I've been uh, just full on for uh, my DaphthaCon 1500 point force for uh, the tag teams. Um, I'm teamed up with Chris Purdy this time, and he's got Mechanicum. So I'm building like a Malagra Hunter clade and just Ooh. like leaning into that. So I've got a bunch of like crazy tech priests, uh, interfectors, which have like prehensile data spikes, and I'm trying to make them look all assassin y. And then uh, I've I've got to finish building my um, my Malegre
2: himself. Uh, he's pretty close. Very. You should it. shout out your Instagram because those things look amazing.
0: Yeah, what well, is your Instagram, dude? Let everybody know.
3: Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got two. We've got one for the the podcast um, at the DAB Podcast, and then uh, follow me at uh, Crescent Edge Creative as well. Um, and I just learned how to take good pictures, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I haven't, haven't been able to take a decent picture to actually make anything look like I know how to paint. <laughs> and uh, so now now you'll actually be able to see stuff in focus and with an appropriate background that will actually, you'll actually enjoy seeing it instead of just giving it a like for the effort of me
2: posting it. <laughs> seems like, Seems like cheating.
3: Uh, Knowing how uh, to
2: actually to take pictures, what you've accomplished, I don't know, man. Nah, I don't Should think it's you cheating, have like a shaky uh, hand picture?
3: No. <laughs> like the rest of us. Uh, my big issue was is lighting.
0: Yeah, uh, I just why well, I never learned to take good pictures, so I didn't actually have to show off the quality of my painting. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice way of hiding everything. Well, you can paint, so that uh, it basically spiting <laughs> yourself. Yeah, well, you say that, I dis- my my brain disagrees. But anyway, what are you working on, Chris? You doing anything?
2: Uh, Badab wars and six dead Skaven. Right now, I'm doing the Vanguard Veteran Squad. Before I did a, like laugh and a command squad, and yeah, notice it, no vehicles, vehicles in Badab, how primitive. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I did like six real scale Terminators. Thank you, Pontus. Ooh, very nice. That sounds very. very so that's cool. what I'm working on, like uh, the command squad and the Vanguard vets, and like a veteran sergeant Haas. He never got any rules, mm. but like maybe we can make some up.
0: I was going to say, with the, which pattern of Terminator armor are you doing the true scale in?
2: Indomitus. It, it is Indomitus. Nice. It's it's been a weirdly satisfying go back and like doing Mark VII Indomitus and like boxy dreads with all the skills we've picked up over the years because I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I haven't done like Mark VII Indomitus scouts and box dreads and land speeders basic ones since like I got into the heresy. So, like, using the skills we've all acquired over the years and just refining your basic shit has been incredibly satisfying.
1: It is. It is, actually.
0: It's what I'm looking forward to with um, when I start doing my stuff, because the scouts you sent me, they're, they're, I, love, I love the plastic scout models. I mean, if I had, could have the old white metal scout models, even better. They are my absolute favorite. But they're just uh-huh. so nice and simple, and they're going to be so much fun to paint up. I'm really looking forward yeah, to Yeah, they're
2: really fun yeah
0: um well i've got to say then just to round out what we're doing i haven't been doing a lot as far as actual hobby is concerned um however i've been uh taking the role of editor <laughs> and so if there's any problems with the edits on these podcasts that's my fault now um and, and
2: organizing the Discord and, like, fixing up our pages and Instagram. Yeah, I'm I'm, sure I've been busy people. doing other no, stuff. So short, dude. You're doing plenty of stuff. I've been
0: doing other stuff, but I, I do – I said this last time. I do have Sanguinius and my uh, app pledge to get done, and I've still got some stuff to finish up on my Space Wolves. And, again, I want to shout you out, Chris, for that, because you helped me sort out that Forge World Transfer Sheet, which is awesome, and I look at it every day until I can actually get around to
2: putting it on – my models so thank you for that my dude of course and i hope you can hold on to the brand all your brushes with the first suit you're wearing now that you play space Wolves. <laughs> it's not a. Fursuit. what's your fursona it's like why do we fursuit. call you
0: it's not a fursuit it's a
2: lifestyle how dare you <laughs> uh are you are you jody yap
0: man now
2: or like Barky mcdawgson
0: i don't know maybe somebody Shit, can... Alex, you have a
2: dog sorry is this hate speech
0: Somebody should come up with a better name for, should come up for a name for me. Not that it would be over relevant because that's not my jam, but it would make Chris's life a lot easier to take the piss out of me.
2: Um, yeah. I got GIF word pretty religious because I babysat a dog for five days. So I know exactly what it's like having a pet. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to piss
0: off every one of our listeners somehow. You have probably succeeded already, but you know, oh, nice. we don't want to get into that too deeply. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what everyone's working on at the moment. Um, Now, we're going to get to the news in a little bit, but first of all, and one of the main reasons we have him on here, uh, because he asked nicely, to be honest with you, but also because we love him. uh, Alex, you have been up to your neck, eyeballs, and probably over your head for a little while now, putting together what seems to have been an extremely successful um, LVO, heresy event.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I definitely bit off more I, more than I can chew, but I think that was more with the push for beta Garmin because that's ended up kind of taking a backseat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I really have to get, as of today, recording this, the next phase up because I'm 15 days late. But after getting back from LVO, I just needed a break. Um, I totally understand like, that, man. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, it was. It's it's the largest LVO we've ever had for heresy, and it was also. Um, and and I may be wrong on this, but it, if if it wasn't, it's very close to being the the most populated single heresy event that we've had in North wow. America. O- obviously, we get more people at Adepticon, but we're spread across like five events a day. Um, this was one singular event where we had ninety tickets sold and seventy six people showed up. Nice, uh, nice, Jesus. Yeah, so seventy six folks all playing one narrative campaign, uh, and uh, you know, I, I I cooked up with some some ideas from uh, the event organizers group chat, and I can't remember whose ideas I stole and then tweaked and changed and modified um, to make my own uh, in terms of the player's pack and, and in terms of the remembrance or mechanic. But, oh, yeah, that was from had...
0: the Malmo event. We
3: took. The... Oh, was it? I don't know yeah. who put it into the group chat, but somebody did, and I was like, this is cool. I'm going to take this and make it my own. Yeah, uh, basically,
0: you have the, the NPC remembrance of going around, and if you do certain things in its line of sight, you gain victory points, that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had had an idea for a Remembrance or Thing, but I couldn't really figure out a way to, to fix it. And somebody posted it in the um, in the group chat there. And so I, I took that aspect of it and then tweaked it a little bit um, to kind of make it more palatable, I'll say, for North American. Tastes, um, particularly with what people have traditionally associated with LVO heresy. So it's it's been a slow sort of we're slowly moving into more and more narrative stuff. And this year we took a big step forward um, in the the narrative pool, and 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 they really liked it. So um, I I 3D printed like 120 remembrancers, <laughs> um, like dude. 60 male, 60 female, uh, and provided provided one to everybody. Um, So that way, they wouldn't have to cook up their own or paint their own or whatever. But we actually ended up with like three or four people that painted their Remembrancer uh, in the evening between day one and day two. Gangster. Uh, I like that. That's gangster. Yeah. uh, And then it must have been the Malmo event that had done this as well, because it looked like it was the same sort of players pack that somebody had shared. But um, they could choose their primary objective from the main mission books. Um, But I kind of restricted it a little bit. so. Day One was meant to represent everybody landing on the planet, mm-hmm. um, setting up forward operating bases uh, you know much like you would do if you were invading somewhere um, yep. you'd have a small landing party that would get on the ground first, secure supply lines et cetera on a warstein yeah and um, and so uh, we restricted the the three uh primary objectives that they could take um, down to. Uh, should I have had this open already. Sorry about that. But day one, oh, um, ah, and then it opened the wrong file. There we go. Ah, <clears throat> uh, so they could do onslaught, shatter strike, or tide of carnage as their primary objective. So they would take the primary objective from those missions. They would write that on their campaign contribution record, um, and then uh, they could choose two. Um, they could choose two uh, secondary objectives. Uh, for each mission, uh, the caveat being that throughout their three games in the day, they could only choose each primary objective once, but they could choose the same um, secondary objective more than once, uh, just not within the same game. I.e., like you can't take slay the warlord twice in game one. You would take Sl- slay the warlord and then maybe attrition or the price of failure. So it was really set out to empower the pa- the players so that way they could kind of get as much out of the event as they wanted to. Um, or as little as they wanted to. And so the Remembrance or Mechanic wasn't forced on them either. It was an optional thing that you could do as you played the game. Um, and then uh, in cycling back to the secondary objectives, I also created a full suite for both loyalists and Traitor for every faction and Legion of Legion-specific secondaries or Mechanicum-specific secondaries, talents, et cetera. Uh, and those were all either-or conditions. So it was kind of a like you could choose it. And then as long as you did one of these two things through the game, you got a campaign point for it. Uh, and then if they won, they got three campaign points. If they tied, they got two campaign points. And if they lost, they got one campaign point. Because even if you lose, you still have an effect on the war effort. And then their Remembrancer could use their picked capture to uh, score additional campaign points through the day um, or through the game. Uh, as long as they survived to the end of the match uh, and were still on the table and not falling back. Uh, so, I, I added like a network upload uh, that cool. they could use to kind of save your progress. So, if you had, say, five campaign points booked up because you watched somebody kill the warlord and then slay two more uh, characters and challenges, and he's just really like getting a lot of shots for the propaganda reel, um, but all of a sudden you're surrounded and it's more than likely he's going to die, <laughs> uh, then you could forego moving and shooting with that unit uh, in in your controlling phase. And that would allow you to sort of upload the campaign points that you've got so far, so that if he does die, um, then you don't lose everything that you've gotten so far. Oh, I
2: really like that as a as a man. The a folks picture. back home are gonna love these pictures. <laughs> yeah, uh, fellow human, yeah. please take your pictures quickly and send the SD card away. Why and why is that tank approaching? No more questions, <laughs> just like take pictures and leave. Yeah, oh, exactly.
1: It. Yeah, the, the Instagram of Horus Heresy. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, if you can't leave, don't sweat it. Just like press the upload button. Cool. Yeah,
0: cool. there's no time I'm, for hashtags. Just, <laughs> this horrible image of like this, 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 this uh, remembrance of just turning his slate around, just going. Quay, <laughs> They're just taking a shot for the uh, for the gram <laughs> and then it's like hashtag emperor uh, hashtag emperor protects, hashtag horror sucks <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, Malkdoor Tank. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: hashtag tank shock ain't that bad. Yeah. Ever score.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then so day two, uh, we continued in that same vein, but we changed um since now your supply lines are set up, you're trying to push your front lines and establish them firmer, you're getting reinforced. Uh, but uh, on day one, the the Titan, the Adeptus Titanicus event fed their campaign points into our campaign. Um, so the traders actually came out with a win on day one. So in keeping with the whole Vegas gambling theme, uh, on day two, the traders got a little bit of a gamble that they could use if they wanted at the start of every game. So at the start of each game, before anything happened, Since they were already leading, they therefore had better supply lines, better forward operating bases established. They had the initiative. So before any uh, sides are picked, or initiative, or anything like that, uh, they could elect to either A, have plus one to their seize the initiative role, or B, have plus one to their reserve roles for the duration of that game. And they kind of had to do it before they even see if they're going first or anything. So again, it's, it's a gamble. And it's not anything that's going to break the game or, or give uh, any huge advantage, um, which is actually what we saw. Because come uh, day two, after they got to choose Blood Feud, Dominion, and War of Lies throughout the day, uh, the Loyalists had actually come back from their um, deficit, and we went into day three leading with a Loyalist advantage. Um, so they really went against it, like you know they were up against it, and they managed to turn it around, uh, which was really cool to see. And then um, day three was a mega battle, so we went 2,000 points day one, 3,000 points day two, and as many points as you want to bring on day three, and oh, uh, and then <laughs> we do we do double wide tables, so I, I do eight by sixes, and um, a lot like uh, like Freddie would have uh, seen um, when we did ispan um, Five, so same sort of setup. Oh yeah, uh, and then. Um, Except we had one table where, like, because my my legs, like, messed up. Um, It's pretty good now, but at the time it was still pretty bad, and I was walking way too much. Uh, So I had kind of people helping me out. Um, And they were putting the double-wide tables together, and one of them still had, like, another 6 by 4 just hanging off it at, like, a 90-degree angle. And so uh, uh, as they went to, like, grab it, I was like, no, no, just leave it there. Um, I actually love that. Uh, so we we had one table in that shape, which I I really liked, and and those guys loved having that, and they just played that negative space like it was a giant mountain or something that they couldn't shoot through. So they actually had to navigate around that T or that uh, nice. L. Sorry, that's a
0: that's um, some old school gaming. I mean, there's been uh, I don't know if anybody remembers, but some of the old uh, like Forge World books and and some of the old battle reports, uh, fantasy battle reports, way back in White Dwarf, they they played on like T shaped. Gaming tables and stuff before, and oh, that that's just cool. It's like no yeah. line of sight, you've got to get around to get off the corner of the mat and or the the gaming surface, and then you can start shooting. Um, yeah, that's yep. cool, man. Sorry.
3: Yeah, exactly, and and so it, it helped out a bit because on that table we had four traders, including two Reaver Titans, um and then we only had two Loyalists, and so uh, this worked out good for me because I I knew what I knew, kind of the the hitch mechanic that was going to come in for having lead coming into this day and so uh, uh i i looked the loyalists were like oh what do we, like what do we do here we're, we're just going to hold out as long as we can i said hold out till lunch and you'll get reinforcements and they're like okay cool cool um so uh they they managed to hold out against these two reaver titans and they had no titans on the loyalist side on that table um and uh so come lunchtime uh, uh, the gentleman who ran the Adeptus Titanicus event, Vern, had a scratch-built Imperator Titan, and so Whoa. and he had the old rules that GW like published for it like forever ago, and so he brought that out and put that down on the table to reinforce the loyalists on that side. And not in a, really... the, not in the Sorry, Titanicus game, in the real Heresy game. Yeah, in the real Heresy oh, game. Yeah. F- like, <laughs> like, so, I, I'm about six feet tall, and this thing was at least my height when it was standing on the table. Um, Damn. It was, it was <laughs> huge, uh, and um, and it was a really cool thing to see because everybody at that table sort of worked together to help him bring the rules from whatever edition they were designed in up into Heresy Second Edition. Um, so you know they weren't they weren't upset that there was this awesome like Imperator Titan storming across the table. They're like, cool, how can we make this like work? And so they all worked together to figure it out and then keep playing. Um, and about that time as well, we had set up uh, we'd finished setting up like an uh, a twelve by four zone mortalis board uh, off to the side so we were having a mega zone mortalis at the same time and uh, we had three loyalists and three traders um in this zone mortalis and the gentleman who brought half of it uh who was playing on it, um, it he he had word bearers and so uh he actually we, we we made it a word bearer ship, so we had a loyalist force of iron hands, imperial fists, and emperor's or sorry, um, uh, custodian guard board the the zomortalis. Uh, and Craig played on that table as well, met my, my co-host, um, and uh, they were up against the word bearers, um, the uh, sons of Horus, and I get what the other trader was, um, but uh, the traders were winning in terms of uh, victory points. And they had also used some light-up LED terminals that I had thrown uh, on the table. Um, They were donated as a prize from Office Dog Minis, so I thought I would get them lit up and put them around the table. And so you could interact with the terminals, and there was two different designs of the terminals. So a specific design would allow you to shoot a 9-inch strength 14 AP-1 blast at any table you wanted with, like, a scatter, kind of like Horace does in the, the trailer, like just fire a big orbital bombardment. And so that happened a couple of times. Uh, and then the other, the other uh, terminals would allow you to vent a tile. So you could like vent a tile out into space. And then every model on there had to just take an initiative check. And if they failed, then they got sucked out into space. If they didn't fail, then they activated mag boots in time and survived. Um, but as we're getting close to the end of that, uh, of, the, of the boarding action, um, the traders were winning like 5 to 2 in terms of victory points. Uh, but the only trader unit left on the board was Craig's just squad, uh, which was fighting like a group of custodians and had like a bunch of um, Imperial fist Huscarls, like stomping down the hall towards him too. So I told the loyalists when you've, when you've won, like when you finished purging the ship, like come and see me. Um, and like all of you come and see me and I've, I've got something to ask you. And so, you know, Fifteen minutes later, or whatever, they come over and they go, "Hey, so uh, you know, we're done. We we like wiped every trader out on the ship." And I go, "Cool. Uh, you guys have a choice. You can either a scuttle the ship. Uh, you'll blow it up in orbit. It'll rain debris down onto the planet, and every table will take a strength, or sorry, a nine-inch strength fourteen, uh, AP AP one blast um, that you would just scatter three d six from the center." And I said, "Or uh, you can crash the ship into the planet." And we'll go pick a trajectory, and then everything uh, from like within 12 inches of that line will take a strength nine, or uh, sorry, a strength 14 AP1 hit. and then the other tables will take debris hits, um, anything that doesn't get crossed by the line. And so they were like, all right, let's crash this fucking ship. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, uh, the and down. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I worked just kind of as like a game manager, and I didn't influence any decisions. And and so I said, all right, like, let's go up to the front, and we'll pick a trajectory. And so they aim it right at the Imperator Titan without asking whose side the Imperator Titan is on. <laughs> but there's <just laughs> like, that thing's huge. Let's just run the ship at it. And I said, OK. And so they ran a ship at their own Imperator Titan. Um, <laughs> and they, they nailed it. They didn't quite kill it, but they took off like five or six hull points off of it um, and then carved like a big line through and, and took out almost the entirety of an Iron Warrior's force, which kind of like helped actually turn the tide back into the loyalist favor because they were pretty outnumbered uh, and outgunned. But but did he have
2: like a cool quote when they crashed the ship into the Imperator Titan? Uh, if they did, I didn't my... hear it <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, from Hal
2: I star yeah. something like
3: that, yeah, yeah, exactly, so uh you know, so then then we we wrapped up um you know uh, end of day three around um four thirty five o'clock and uh the the g w guys were like super generous and they gave us about eight hundred and fifty dollars Canadian worth of prizes, I mean, um yeah, ooh, well, wow. yeah, OG which does. was huge um so you know combine that with the like $400 in um uh game maps that FLG gave us uh we were already at like $1200 Canadian worth of prizes uh and then we had tons of extra shit up and above that you know uh, Miles donated a, a couple of gift certificates and Versatile Terrain had a couple gift cards oh, and uh, Battle Bling store uh, had a couple gift cards for us as well and we had like a big army painter paint set and um uh Music City Heresy had donated a pretty nice uh, tumbler glass with um poker chips that have the reactions printed on them. So kind of oh. like the reaction set that GW sold a while ago. Uh, Music City Heresy gets those reactions printed on poker chips. And so well, we got a couple of That's very cool. Yeah, Big that was edition. awesome. Yeah, that that was a that was a really cool idea. So and that that, that was totally unprompted. It was uh is Huge, hugely well um, well received. So, thanks to Mike and all the Music City see see guys for that. They they just kind of surprised us with it. Um, but yeah, awesome awesome prizes. And so you know we went we went through. We had uh, you know the scourge of Rio Prime, which was like the favorite trader. and we had the savior of Rio Prime, which was the favorite loyalist. And then we had kind of best in show, which was uh, you know voted on by by all the players. And uh, that went to a a custodian player who had, I guess, won a few golden demons, but it was a tight race. Um, There was a a guy, Joel Ivey, who painted 3,000 points of night lords in like three weeks. Uh, And he was like tied for second place, but these things were killer looking. They're so, so nice. Um, And, uh, and, uh, you know, all those prizes went through. That was, that was cool. And then we had, um, Uh, We had kind of the Remembrancer's Achievement Award, uh, which was the overall. So it was kind of a Venn diagram of like, you know, did you get some votes for best in show? Did you get some votes for um, either the scourge or savior? So best loyalist or trader, depending on your faction. Uh, How many campaign points did you get through at the time? And how many campaign points were generated from your Remembrancer? So kind of like, you know, who played into the narrative, but also who like made people's experience better. At the same a big, time,
0: a big overall um, who there, who showed up who did the did. event, yeah, who who got who made yeah who got the yeah. event through and through basically,
3: yeah yeah who took the most from the event would be a good good way to say it I guess. Um, and uh, before we get to that, this same gentleman uh, who won that that prize uh, came running up to me I think during day two, and he goes, "My remembrancer just fucking killed another remembrancer." um and so Wait, he was a traitor like emperor's <laughs> children player um and yeah i had given them like ballistic skill weapon skill one and they both <laughs> been attached to units that had just enough wounds to kill each other out and so the only things left in combat were the two remembrancers and yeah. uh slap fight <laughs> so yeah so his his remembrancer like took her data slate and just like beat the like other remembrancer to death uh with it and so i was like damn okay i was like well like He needs a prize for that um, because that's cool. Uh, So I added another achievement uh, because I I had some other achievements throughout the thing, like longest sniper shot, most number of challenges won in a single game. Uh, Somebody had nine uh, because they fought like they fought like a unit of um, I think it was Emperor's Children, Palatine Blades. Someone with Chosen Warriors, and he just kept like he just kept issuing challenges and just carved his way through like nine characters in like a game. and uh, so I added like highest number of remembrance or kills, but that was actually the only remembrance or kill throughout the entire event. Uh, one guy almost killed Dorn with it; like he managed to hit. <laughs> And to wound Ro- Rogaldorn on War- Rogaldorn's last wound, but Rogaldorn saved it. Um, and that take that imperial Fist <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: apologists. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My framework's is actually really good in combat. Really, a basic human, I was beat of death on an yeah. iPad. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I had had this, and it, it worked out nicely because um, Christian Combs is the, the gentleman's name, and his, he had chosen a, a female remembrancer, and I had this female uh, like Victoria Miniatures model. From like Adepticon that I got, and so I, you know, I, I put that into the the prize pool, um, and uh, and so I was like, you know what, you get this one because now like she's got a taste for blood, so you can you know give her this like beat up chunky like sword and, and a bit of combat armor and and, and, you know, do and she one. has
4: weapon skill, too now.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, if he comes next year and I'll we do the double her weapon her again, skill again, I'll I'll be like, yeah, you can have you can have weapon skill too. No. No. Yeah. No, oh, you, it's that,
0: that it's that or just just a suggestion, just a suggestion. Master crafted, uh, master crafted uh, data slate,
3: iPad, yeah, <laughs> master crafted picture, yeah. yeah. And, we call, we call, <laughs>
0: and, and then Black special
1: special. is specialist weapon. Yeah, Black
0: yeah. Friday special. <laughs> Beat yeah, like just perfect. imagine, like some
2: Legion Tech Marine or Armor looking at or doing that. To, like, um, I upgraded your iPad and I put some ceramite in there just in case this happens again. You don't embarrass all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I put a power field in it. Take AP six.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love it, uh, that 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 was awesome. And so uh, you know, Christian had gotten that prize earlier in in our prize pooling, and then I said, you know, I, I did the whole build up for the Remembrancers Achievement Award. And, uh, and the way I usually do prizes is you, know, you get to come up to the table and pick a prize and then walk away. And that way, nobody's like, oh, I would have preferred that one. Instead, I got this. Um, and uh, so you know he's, he's smiling. He's on his way up to pick a prize. And I go, well, hang on, man. Like, um, you, do, you don't get to choose a prize off the table. And he looks a little confused for a second. And I go, you know, this is a very prestigious award that you've won. And so there's a very prestigious prize that goes along with this. And so I reach into my backpack, which I had kind of sitting next to me, and I pulled out a Horus Ascendant new in box for him that GW was nice. kind enough to give us. And uh, you'd swear I just gave like a kid an N64 in 1997 for Christmas. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. And, epic, uh, epic,
0: I'm going to say, sorry, epic touchstone point, because that is legit. I mean, if he'd had GoldenEye, it would have been even better.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh but unfortunately it just came with Wave Race, So, um <laughs>
2: <laughs> You gave it Badge Kazooie. Yeah.
3: Um yeah, and so it, you know it 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 worked out. It was awesome. Uh, we had a lot of folks that had a lot of fun. Um and uh and, and it was nice on the Sunday as well. We did offer a competitive tournament uh for those those folks who, you know, um want to kind of go up against no holds barred like you know, Rochambeau lists, um, and uh, we had six folks in, in that one as well. Um, so, uh, I think we'd had 14 tickets sold, and seven people showed up, and and one of them jumped over to the the day three narrative instead uh, instead of taking buys through the day. So um, yeah, we we ran that as well, and a, you know a couple guys won that. Um, so there was like some pictures floating around uh, that were misinformed. Um, whoever had received them and decided to quickly post them to the internet in rage. Uh, <laughs> but uh, someone had posted a picture of a, a Dark Angels uh, drop pod list and an Iron Hands um, Fury of the Ancients list, and was like, "Oh, I guess you know this is what constitutes narrative at LVO." Uh, and it's like, <laughs> "Well, like that's the competitive event, and the guy who's playing the Dreadnoughts played." death guard in the first two days of the narrative event um and and in, i love
2: it when people share big narratives and just get angry online and yeah like, yeah and, and the guy's
3: like no i wasn't there but my friend sent me this picture and it's like yeah dude you're across the fucking planet
2: like <laughs> as as a tournament organizer you sit there and you look at a picture online like have I a joke to you?
3: Yeah. I put yeah. 50 well, hours it, it, of my life into this yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, um, I'm never going to go to LVO um, because
2: it's so competitive.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, it, it it really bummed me out and it started making the circles very quickly. at had a number of people reaching out and being like, well, what was this bullshit? Why wouldn't you like? Nip this in the bud and blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, this <laughs> wasn't even the fucking
2: narrative. Like, God damn uh, it, Alex, um, you're an unpaid TO. Why don't you change the GTO yeah. system from the ground up? Damn yeah, it. Yeah. Why, why so um, many so, fucking uh, yeah. uh, war,
4: warhounds on uh, landing pads? Sky, sky
2: shields and, and.
4: Sky shields yeah. with fucking terminators. What's shield going generators. On? Yeah. yeah.
3: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> backing Ale. up a Fury of the Ancients yeah. list. Yeah. You fucking um, Canadians. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're supposed and, to be Both of the armies pictured there were Canadians that uh, are are buddies of mine. Um, But, uh, yeah, so. If you're listening to this
2: and you've never organized a tournament, like, you get super dejected when you put your heart or soul in something and somebody sees, like, a single picture online. And they're like, I'm now banning you as an individual and your event for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I will no. tell everyone else to do it due to this one thing I misconstrued.
4: Yep. If, if, if yeah. If you come to Scandis, you, you'll you face Warlord Titans with your 500 points of uh, militia. It's like... Yeah. and win. <laughs> no, you, you don't win. It's just... You know, you have to do it.
3: A moral victory. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: I heard um, if you come to LVO, like, you get pushed into the sand and the TEO steals your girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get pants.
3: True story.
4: <laughs> and everyone <laughs> brings dreadnoughts, like all of them. Yeah. There's no limits. Yeah.
3: yeah, no limit. And everyone claps. Uh, on Sky Shields. Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, ironically, um, you know, with the narrative, I, I did originally have some limitations like we had like we'd had last year. And so... Uh, Pretty. I know you and Magnus were planning to come, so you would have been familiar with, yeah. You know the list building from last year. Uh, you know your two thousand point Centurion plus list, and then you fit that into your three thousand. And we were going to do something very similar. And it was it was very it was a challenge because at the time that tickets go up, you have to have players packs up, and we didn't even have second edition out yet, but we knew it was coming in the next like month or two, right? Because we'd already had Adepticon and everything, so they already told us there's a new edition, and I had to try to basically make an event flying blind. Uh, and I, you know, I was trying to keep full Imperial Knights out of it and I was trying to keep Fury of the Ancients out of it. And, you know, partially because of the Remembrancer mechanic and partially because generally people don't enjoy their games against those kind of armies.
2: Um, You're like some 16th century nobleman who's called into the king and asked to explain to him what a lion is, and you only had like second and 3rd hound drunk satyr accounts to yeah, go by. Yeah, you'd like these people were ready to throw
3: me off a cliff for saying the world was round. Um, yeah, like, uh, and you know, I why was, didn't you ban yeah, so like whatever? I came up because I didn't fair know about compromise. the rules. Yeah, I came up with a fair <laughs> compromise and I said, okay, you know what? If you want to bring imperial knights or fury of the ancients or armored breakthrough, bring them but we're going to make a second tier because narratively, uh, if you were like, oh, sir, we've got like a massive night house stomping its way towards me. You won't be like, hmm, well, we have a night house. Maybe we shouldn't point it in that direction. You'd be like, oh my God, send the tanks. <laughs> like, uh, You know, get rid of that problem for me. And, you know, we'll go after to... the communications tower with this group of Raven guard jump infantry. Um, You know, and uh, so that seemed fair. After all was said and done out of 76 players, I had one Fury of the Ancients list who didn't go full ham on it. And it was an Alpha Legion player. Um, and n- literally no one came up or had a complaint about it at all. And I had one Knight player. And it actually, it actually negatively impacted the Knight players' games because he came expecting to fight other Knights and he would have built his list differently had he known that he wasn't going to fight knight. Right. So he ended up accidentally with like a super hard list for certain infantry armies to deal with. And so he felt bad about it. Right. And so in the future, I'm just going to stick to it. And I'm just going to give like, you know, a form letter where if somebody's screaming at me about it on the internet or sending me like the level of abusive messages that I was getting, then I'm just going to be like, uh, dear patron, uh, maybe this <laughs> event is not for you. <laughs> Like know, I'm sorry that you don't feel represented within my event because you feel that you should be able to do whatever you want to whoever you want. Um, but uh, you know, please have a look at our Sunday competitive tournament. Uh, or maybe go play 40k. Um,
2: maybe fuck right
3: off. Yeah. Well, I have to be nice because I still have, yeah, true. To, because I still have to represent LVO and Can and I'm I ask you a question, Alex? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Did GW donate stuff last year too?
3: They did um, last year. They it wasn't uh, wasn't to the same level, um, but uh, they did donate a, a couple a couple of points, uh, like um, you know a few event exclusive miniatures they had given me last year, and then this year they gave me Horus Ascended, and I didn't want to ask for anything more than that because that was a lot. And the uh, one of the the main GW uh, leadership team guys came and and uh, it was um, day two or day three. I think it was day three. And He came and and he said like, "How are you doing for prizes? Like, do you do you do you need more?" And I said, uh, "We could absolutely we could use more. Like, uh, you know, whatever you want to." And he said, "Okay, come with me." And so we went over to the GW booth and he was like, "Okay, uh, you know, we'll get you one of these and one of these," and just started pulling stuff off the shelves. And and then you know my arms are full and he's like, "How's that? Is that good?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is plenty." <laughs>
2: I was just reflecting, it's nice to see GW actually putting like some focus on the Heresy events as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and they wanna focus the heresy events, even their events that they're doing on narrative. So, you know, the guy had to talk to me later, um, and, and he actually said, like, you know, you may have noticed that in our GTs there's only one heresy event and it's not a tournament. So he was like, We love what you did here and this is the kind of thing that we wanna see more of for heresy. Like this is oh, our nice. historicals game. Right. And he goes, you know, we we've we've got our competitive games in Age of Sigmar and Kill Team and and you know, uh, and 40k, and so that's why they get like a balanced data slate like every other month, because they're trying to balance this machine to make it as competitive as it could be, you know, somewhat like chess, I guess. Um, and they don't see that fitting with heresy, with the player base, uh, what the majority of the player base wants, I should say, because there are some people who want to play it competitively, and you know, that's up to them. That's why we offered it to them on the Sunday, right? They want that, and you know there'll be someone to provide that. You know, Adepticons hysterically had the excruciatus, which is like, see how nasty we can get to each other over a few beers. And if that's the way you like to play, it's the way you like to play. You know, nobody's going to, nobody wants to force a narrative-minded player into playing that way. And nobody wants to force a competitive-minded player into playing into the narrative way.
2: Um, And I think you're touching on a very good point there. Like, as long as everybody's coming there on the same premises, like, on the same idea and basis, it works out just fine. The clash you get is when somebody shows up expecting a narrative game and they get a competitive one, or if they are expecting, like, a mega, like, competitive game and they want a real clash of wills and intellects and they get, like, a fluffy guy playing, I don't know, third company elite. Yeah. As long as everybody's there on the same terms, it tends to work out.
3: Yeah, exactly. If competitive players don't enjoy, like, smashing a guy off a table in a turn and a half, um, you know they they want to push themselves and test themselves, right? Um, just as much as they want to win, uh, but they want to win well, if that makes sense, right? And the narrative folks, you know, they often don't care if they win or lose, but they want to have a close game regardless because then it shows strife and creates those what I like to call TSN turning points, um, or you know, high cinematic moments. Um, so yeah. yeah a- anyways, it, it went off very well. Um, nothing nothing but positive things uh for the most part and uh you know we'll we'll build on that next year i've got a i've got a you know assuming that flg still wants me to run it next year um and uh you know, i've i've got a cool mechanic cooked up for that one um or in it's in the oven right now it's not ready but yeah
4: i i think now once we pop the the 2.0 cherry uh it's going to be so much easier to do all the creative stuff that we've really been doing because i i, I feel the strife with going into scanners last year with like we we were we were like we have to hold our events, we weren't really sure what rules was gonna happen, and we just, we went the choice is okay we're gonna keep it super simple because we we don't really know if we can provide all this extra narrative extravaganza so I think yeah. I think yeah. But it's definitely, like you're saying, the 2.0 is definitely tailored towards uh, more narrative gaming. So
3: Yeah, yeah. And and you'll be able to create a lot of cool stuff out of it. But that's actually the other reason why I stole this, um, like, you know, choose your choose your primaries and secondaries, and almost all of them are out of the book. Um, yeah. Instead of doing what I did last year, which is like, okay, I'm going to force you to play through, like, a recreation or reenactment. And so this is your mission one, and this is your mission two, and this is your mission three, and you know, we'll figure out kind of what if at the end. Um, I, I liked this method a lot more. I think people enjoyed it more. And it creates a scenario where people feel like they have more control. And then I think you probably get less of the instances where it's like, oh my God, like with this mission and this deployment map on this table against this opponent, like I'm screwed. There's nothing I can do here. Instead, they can look at it and be like, okay, what's my table look like? What's my opponent got? Mechanicum? Okay. Then you know what I've got these two missions left. This one's probably going to be good, and I think I can score these two campaign points. And you know what? I'm really going to lean into the remembrancer on this one, like yeah. um, you know, and try try to have a better effect for my team instead of just being like, "Oh, I'm screwed. I'm going to spend the next two and a half hours being sour about it." Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Yeah,
2: all, What you do is you start your game, and then you go drinking in the kitchen or something. That's what I do.
1: Yeah, always <laughs> you do. <laughs>
3: Well they they okay. uh they offered buckets of beer um at the venue, which made it very easy because you could get five beer at a time and they would come uh in a bucket of ice so they'd stay cold.
2: Nice. Yeah,
3: that's, that's something good. for scandals.
2: Definitely. Yeah, Ball of service. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: One question I've got mm-hmm. for you, mate. If uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been I've just sat back and enjoyed listening to this. It sounds like an amazing event. Um, with all the, the the sort of small tweaks that you made to the Remembrancer and sort of how you put the event together and that sort of stuff, is that something out there that people can get a hold of? Can they reach out to you? Um like through the podcast yeah. or in general, yeah. just what is? is? Cause that sounds like I mean it just sounds like a lot of fun and I'd love to see that repeated out there for people. So
3: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to share it. Um I can't remember where I got the STLs for the Remembrancer, uh, but I think I got them on my mini factory uh, somewhere. Um,
2: Maybe if somebody sent you like 50 Canadian dollars, that might freshen up your memory.
3: Uh, I mean, it <laughs> might inspire me to go look. <laughs> um, like, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to send the players packs out. Uh, the other thing that we did actually to save on printing costs was um, the only printed piece that the players got was their campaign contribution record um and uh and and then I, I put qr codes on there so i put a qr code for like loyalist or trader op center which had two files in there the can, the narrative package which kind of gave you like day 1 day 2 how to play and then uh the um, loyalist or trader camp, um missions mission pack so uh, and then each day they would just use the QR code at the bottom. They would input what you know how many campaign points they've got, whatever the questions were, um, on in the Google form, and then that allowed me to easily and quickly track who's winning the campaign, who's doing what, who's getting you know who's getting most votes for favorite trip, you know, for the scourge of Real Prime or remembrance or His achievement or whatever. Uh, and that—that's something that you know I'll—I'll I'll refine for next year because this was the first time I had done it. But that made managing the campaign so much easier. So Google Forms are your friend if you're running a narrative campaign. It worked
1: well. People didn't yeah. fuck up or conf- get confused, or
3: uh, a couple people did. But that's—that's that's where it's more like you know I can do the refinement in the questions yeah. and things like that uh, to improve that. That's, that's a cool. good idea. We're going to be using Easy Google Forms soon,
0: so it's,
3: uh, Jody's a
4: uh, super fan of Google Forms.
0: I am, so don't it's worry. There. I'll be probably picking your brains in the future, Alex. Going, yeah, Help. yeah, for
3: sure. <laughs> <Yep>. happy <laughs> to <me> fix
0: it. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Well, I love the fact that you've been you come on to to talk about the LVO, and I'd love to keep talking about it. But I do have to move us on a little bit because we've got to get to talking about the, few, the our our, ne- our next event. You know, can't give all the spotlight to the awesome event on the other side of the pond, but. We'll oh. do
2: our best. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, "Why should I go to Lean Shopping when I could go to Las Vegas?" This is the
0: slight fear that I had. Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where do we put him? Do we put him first? Do we put him
2: last? I mean, which? Way yeah, do we... Alex, if you could make your event a bit more shit to put the pressure down just on. Just yeah. guys. You, you know Maybe, better.
3: maybe just cut, cut this and put this part in the next episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hat, you know, with the, the, yeah, this this is Alex who's been you know on this episode. You can catch his actual comments in three episodes' time after Lincoln.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got so, so so awesome. the we to ask Alex. Please not donate them. and subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah,
2: yeah that that Patreon You're pay- you paywalled now, Alex.
3: Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, then we'll, we'll 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 finish that bit there. We'll spin around in our chairs. Uh, Over to our virtual news desk because there are some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff to talk about. And we have already, I have to say, we have already covered the uh, Cerebus that came out of the LVO, so we can't keep it LVO themed, but we do have some new stuff to talk about. Um, And I think, well, there's two main ones I want to talk about. First one, and this has been very divisive, especially in the Discord, I have to be honest Dreadnought torsos. Content, dreadnought, contempt to Dreadnought torsos, upgrades, people, upgrades. Um, so, yeah, there are, um, they're basically releasing or, or it seems like they're promoting the forms of the Contempt to Dreadnought um, torsos to use as an upgrade for your plastic Contempt to kit. Um, they're coming out for all the legions. They are, I think they're exactly the same as the resin ones. Um Somebody can course correct me on that one, but um what's everybody's thoughts on this in general? I mean, let's be honest. Do we like it? Do we not? Do we think this could have been done differently? Ew.
1: Sorry. Ew. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Sneezing. Are you dying? No, resin. In... He's allergic to cash grabs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> On, the better. complaints being that you actually need to buy two kits to get one dreadnought, for example, mm-hmm. and they're not the scripts you don't to get the legs, for example, mm-hmm. and so on. But to be honest, uh, they will. There is no surprise they did this. There is no way they're going to release like eighteen plastic separate dreadnoughts. Um, no, that's true. So. Yes, I guess it's fair and it's good. They release options for you, but sure, it's sad that you, you lose some flavor. Um, you miss the leg, for example, or you have to probably pay a little bit more. Yeah, um, I don't know what the price is going to be on this, what to expect. What's the Lower. upgrade kit for the weapon for the Dreadnought? I don't know. Something thereabout. A little bit less, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, and I assume they're gonna sell it like like one torso per package. You're not gonna buy a package with like ten different legion in it. No, seeing... I think, I
0: think yeah. that would be a bit over the top, personally. Yeah. Uh... So
1: for a few q- quid, you get a t- torso if you don't want to convert something. It... <laughs> sure, I think some cool look cooler than other. For example, the Iron Warriors dude look pretty nasty. <laughs> Dark Angels as well. I think the um, Death Guard one was boring as a resin kit already. So That's I
2: really cool. like the Death Guard one. Yeah. yeah, it has like the studded leg, studded arm, like just to the right of the central vent. There's uh, a couple of cracks. So you don't have to do battle damage. It has like a studded right side. It has a lot of molecular bonding studs just to show it's gone through hell. Yeah. The helmet it has actually a surprising amount of variety and details, too. But yeah. the, the ones the ones I've built the most of are probably the Emperor Children's Contemptor, the Death Guard Contemptor and the Night Lord Contemptors. And the Night Lord Contemptors also has like a lot of details you're gonna miss, miss now. Like the yeah. left shoulder but, yeah. and the right pad has a lot of flayed skin yeah, on but, it.
1: Yeah, but sure. But you you buy one resin, then you convert next one. Because otherwise you don't want to exactly
2: Well I, I, I had three, but yeah, I guess a normal person would do like yeah. you said.
1: I got one um in um, dreadnought for the Night Lord, the rest I've converted, added chains, skulls, skin,
3: whatever. So egg skin, I, think, right? I think putting it out yeah, with egg like skin a, a knee yes, pad uh... or two. Would Sorry. Have fixed it. I think putting it out with just like the chest and then like two knee pads. Yeah. Would have been the extra mile that would have just made it made it good, yeah. made it perfect, right? Cause then you buy one, you buy two plastic dreadnoughts, you buy one upgrade set, you put the knees on both of on one and you put the chest on the other and like you were saying like just a all right the knee
4: pads and the head maybe
3: yep yeah yeah exactly just swap them around and then you've got two individualized dreadnoughts out of three kits that's a good point point. then
2: you can be that's like what most people did i guess they bought one of these and took the legs and knees for one and the torso for the other and I, use Dickal Dcalcus fix the rest.
4: I, I got like a, a Death Guard one and a World Eater one, and then I, I shaved off the Death Guard symbols and then I intermixed those two. That was mm. pretty good.
0: I think it, it's, yeah. it's the only thing that makes me a little bit sad and and I'm I'm not surprised and it does actually make a lot of sense, is that the resin kits will go away. Because there, there's no point in producing the resin kits, individual resin kits. Uh, complete dreadnought kits when you have the plastic dreadnought and you're taking this particular approach. Uh,
1: That's probably true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes me a little sad just because of all the work that's gone into them. They're, They're all beautiful sculpts in their own way. So that makes me I think problem. the
2: issue is that they're a staple of the Heresy since they came out because they, most of them came out with like Book One. So whenever we think of the Heresy, we think about these guys. They're in like the black books, they're in the plates, like the photo plates. They're so iconic that most of us play for a long time. They're an integrated investiture of the Heresy. Mm-hmm. And well, it wasn't
4: like... that long ago. Like they released a set of uh, Leviathan and a normal Contempted Dreadnought kit. So. Yeah, no, the, the Leviathan's
1: one.
0: So. For them. Yeah. they might do the same with do you know with what
2: Jody has a fair point and I will say this at least we got a modular good plastic contemptor kit imagine if all we had was like the gingerbread dread yeah and they took these away
0: yeah yeah 100% mate
2: 100% on that fact Um I- I'm sad they're going away like I-, I love I love me some contemptors and I do love me painting these but this is what I said when they killed fantasy. Business-wise, I can understand the decision. Somebody works in like logistics and finance. I get it. But to, as a hobbyist, I'm kind of sad. I'm gonna miss them. Yeah. But then again, I am unabashedly nostalgic. So maybe it'll work out in the end. Maybe they have got like good idea. The cows and like conversion can work out too. Just great. But yeah, I think uh, yeah.
0: That's, that's the only thing. And I'll, I'll jump in with this before moving on to the next bit very quickly. The only thing I I want to see. With this sort of continued, either com- combination of plastic and resin stuff, or you know maybe new plastic stuff or whatever, we need to see decals come back and stay available, because I think they're the one thing that can really make up for um, a lot of the individuality or s- customization that comes on the Forge World stuff. Like you said, Chris, you know there's lots of bits on the on the legs and everything. But if you do the plastic contempt to some stylized Forge World uh, or the Forge World transfers on the legs, it brings it all together that little bit more. And it feels a little bit more special. So I, I hope, in general, that they, they go back and get the transfers out consistently for every Legion. I would very much like to see that.
2: I would be kind of bummed out if I want to start like uh, Blood Angels or Empress Children and these dreads were not available anymore. Alex, what do you think? You're being very polite and quiet.
3: Oh, uh, I think I'm still kind of in like business mode, where if I don't feel like I'm going to say anything different or impactful, I'm just quiet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's He's effective. It's his hobby, my dude. Um, That's not really our brand here, man, but (laughs) we're glad about the energy you're bringing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Intelligent
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Blood Angels are still going to have the the Incandius or whatever the hell a Jump Dread is. And right. that, that one will still be available, so I mean, if you really wanted to, you could buy that Dread and just not put the jump back on it. If if you 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 know you were starting right now and you didn't want to wait for whenever the Loyalist Torsos mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, that's fair. Or you could that's just probably. be like real meta and... not meta as in like performance-wise, but you could just run like all box Dreads, because the Furioso Dreadnought is still widely available.
0: True. Gotcha. Yes. I mean, who doesn't love a box Dread? Let's be honest. But
1: I've got... Hashtag in metal. Oh, yeah, metal. Yeah, Uh,
4: (laughs) the the uh, metal rogue trader chaos one with the plasma gun.
2: And uh, I like uh, the flail. Yeah, I got one right here in metal piece actually. Do you want that one? Yeah, give it to me.
0: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. hashtag self defense weapon. Hashtag dread dread in a sock. (laughs) It's all you need. It's
3: all you you need. You don't have to flip your table when you lose, you can just beam your opponent with your dreadnought.
1: But you yeah. think the Blood Angel one looked bad, or what? How does it look like?
0: No, I think the Blood Angel one looks good. I just think it's it's the fact that it's again it's disappearing. It's such a, it's such a unique styling. The Blood Angel one it fits them so nicely that to have all the bits and pieces disappear, it's a bit sad. Ah, okay, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, the the trip. Well the esoteric console that has been released a non-legion specific conjure up your griblies um psycho basically um what's everyone's general thoughts on this so anybody got any massively hot takes on this one because i'm gonna say i think it's a fucking cool model
2: i really do i want the backpack yes
0: (laughs) it's so cool it's so so cool the backpack, I have to admit. I mean the the level of detail on this thing is just yes.
1: <laughs> the first thing I come to mind, how can I convert it into what? When yeah. I see a character like this. And um full of robes, so it could be like a scout or something. Can mm-hmm. you convert it like that? Yeah, but it's it is a cool model to begin with. It is definitely. But yeah. uh, I really like the Uh, If a character like this uh, have potential to be something else as well,
0: yeah, and it's—I mean—it's got the cool scrolls and and you know all the stuff on the armor and the the. um,
3: It reminds me a lot of the cipher Cipher. model.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's a good call. Yeah, 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 the old cipher
3: model. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, backpack swap, maybe change the head out to a helmet or a bare head or something you could turn that into uh, a herald or a champion with a long hafted weapon or something. I mean, there's huge amounts... Yeah,
1: or that of... guy who causes fear. What's... Um... Oh, you mean... Do you mean the herald?
0: The guy who gives the, the... Is that or... the herald?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe he I does. even oh, made I... one for Skandis. I forgot his yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh... the banner?
0: Mm, yeah, the banner, the herald, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the herald. Something Indeed. like that as well. Yeah. So a lot of potential there.
2: Yeah. If you're a Warfare player, you should probably be very happy about this. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah uh, even more excited that you can only use half of his powers right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you need more? Don't be greedy. <laughs> you always yeah. need
3: more. Uh, I mean, you're paying points for the ability to summon demons.
2: Yeah.
3: i got to admit, it's tough. You are right.
0: And I also, I'm looking at this now, and something tells me that if I ever was to get my hands on one of these, I definitely want to paint up the middle of that staff as the Eye of Sauron. Just because it's <laughs> perfect for it. <laughs> just do like black obsidian around it and just, you know, gotta, gotta have the occasional yeah. Lord of the Rings uh, reference in there somewhere.
3: Just replace your demon mauls with Urukai yes
0: i mean come on honestly wouldn't that be fucking cool <laughs> just paint them red and do them uh, as like rent K- uh corn demons
3: yeah there you go
0: <laughs> see yeah. coming up with classic ideas here absolute yeah. classic ideas
3: you know that one for free
0: you oh, see so <laughs> generous this is why we love you
3: no, nothing great. is for free
0: <laughs> yeah but that's freddie coming in to collect the bill afterwards yeah <laughs> alex says it's fine freddie disagrees <laughs> He's coming in with a dreadnought in a sock. Um yeah. Yeah, and I, I will touch on it. There there is uh, also coming out soon is I think it's this weekend actually, they said in the in the article if I remember rightly. Um there is the penultimate I think yeah, penultimate um book for the Black Lobby Heresy series. The End and the Death, Volume One by Dan Abnett. Uh, so this is back. He is back, and he's bringing he's bringing the the, the thing to a close. I haven't uh, even
3: finished Echoes yet. Uh, it took me two Little days to get here, through it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just I just finished Mortis. Oh uh, my dude! Oh,
3: wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I don't feel as bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm about to start Mortis. Oh. oh wow!
4: <laughs> I can read a book for ages.
2: It, it had its good parts, but like, it really did drag on for a while. Yeah, more inspired me into *Depthless Titanicus*,
3: though. Now I just have like this insane, like, psychic night house based on the Order of Sinister.
0: Oh, that's so cool, man! Not painted yep.
3: though, so I haven't shown it off. But
0: well, when it is, do show it because that's that's gonna be cool. I mean, let's be fair. Anything the size of a, a well, a fucking Titan walking spoilers, walking through a black hole and out the other side, uh, out of another black hole to get into position—that's pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah!
4: Uh, <laughs> it's like my daily commute, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you are putting your kids to
3: bed. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: You just walk through a black hole and get come
0: out stronger on the other side. I was going to say, yeah, you you walk through it, you come out changed, but you know. <laughs> We don't know what that change is. But uh, no, it's very cool. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, I don't know, I'm I'm in two minds. I'm looking forward to see how they write this up, how this whole thing wraps up in the books. Um, but I don't want them to stop writing books about the heresy. So uh,
2: we'll see where it oh, goes. Did you guys hear like this super wild rumor that was around for a while back, which is probably complete or dog shit? Go on then. That it's going to end in actuality with Horus not winning. <laughs> no, with the Emperor not winning. And it turns out somehow, was it like? That the Emperor didn't just let Horus strike him and then lose. That the intention is that they're going to change the ending of the Horus heresy. And then do like a huge retcon and make it so that they can change stuff in 40k with the end of these books as well. Like the ending that we expect, you know, know. Horus, sorry if you haven't read the Horus. Series, Horus loses, Emperor winds up on the Golden Throne, Sanguinis dies. They're going to change some stuff around just to like shock people, George R.R. R. Martin style, and then use that as a launching pad to start the Scouring series and then change stuff for 40k lore. Um, I have to be able
0: that. That's sorry less. The, no, as I say, that's less George R. 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 Martin and more days of our lives. That's not exactly, you know.
2: Oh, you mean like the emperor wakes up and it's all a dream?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he walks in it like you know, it is in, black, in the shower. It <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: have the strangest dream, son.
0: Yeah, I just Horus
2: turned traitor.
0: I had the strangest dream. Four Chan was writing the New Future, and
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, I, I appreciate I the crazy of that, but
2: <laughs> I, there are some. No, like, I just that love. I would the, love the, to see the complete utter ludicrousness of it. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. I, I,
3: I, I'd I'd love to see it actually be that, like, uh, you know, Horus doesn't kill Sanguinius, but, like, the Emperor kills Sanguinius. Uh, Because I've been purporting this, like, conspiracy theory for a long time. If you look at the art um, for, like, uh, you know, Horus versus the Emperor and Sanguinius is dead on the ground, that wound does not coincide with Horus' weapons. (gasps) Like, it looks more like a sword was plunged from his back out his front.
0: You reckon that's the Emperor?
3: Yeah. So Maybe, um, maybe
4: he turns fucking full-on crazy blood rage, dude.
3: It, yeah, and I, to be I, put I saw down. some art
2: on that a, a little <laughs> oh, while It's an old jeller ending. It's like, yeah, if he goes nuts... He's my nuts, son, I have to put him down. Yeah. I'll like if he goes
3: nuts, beats Horus, and then he's like still nuts, like he's still red-thirsting out, then he would try to kill the Emperor. Right? And then uh, the Emperor would have to kill him.
2: How about this? What if it's like Sanguinus is about to win over Horus and the Emperor's like, no, I can still save him. And then he has to kill Sanguinus and still beat the shit out of Horus.
1: Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Or (laughs) or, or how about this? Just a bit left field. Horus actually breaks and turns Sanguinus at the last moment. He breaks him and turns him and then the Emperor has to put him down. Yeah. Yeah, that would oh, he's
4: trying to break them up and kills both of them because they're yeah. fucking swobling kids and they're fucking spoils and refuse to listen to their dad.
2: I, I feel like Fred is projecting a lot <laughs> about having two kids. Lorgers, so okay Lorger's not he's
1: here. not He's trying
2: to get in between them while they're fighting, and he accidentally like one kills the other.
0: Don't tell yeah. dad. Don't tell dad. Don't tell dad. I'll let yeah. you kill
3: me if yeah, you kill hit, right hit you. <laughs> 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 I'll let you yeah. kill me.
2: If yeah. back to life. <laughs> Sanguinis, get up. Come on, man. I didn't even hit you that. Oh, shit, it's dead. <laughs>
3: yeah, because the whole, the whole trying to save Horus thing like doesn't fit with everything that we've seen up until this point. Ooh. Conspiracy. Like, I, I'm like, reading,
2: it, I just finished Mortis, and there's stuff in there where I'm like, uh, I just can't.
3: Yeah, like, uh, there's nothing that's convinced me that the Emperor actually cares about Horus. At this point, uh, well, I mean, now, like, oh, now the primarchs have a mom. Son.
2: The primarchs have a mom now. I mean, that's something.
3: I mean, you know, like, well, yeah, but <laughs> somewhat. She,
4: she gives Sarah fucks as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what? She's a shit mom, but hey. Yeah. So now they have mom nice. issues as well. They need as well. I really appreciate how John French wrote a book, Mortis, this is the last thing I can say, where like all of my ludicrous understanding and knowledge about the hero's journey and the hero of a thousand masks and like everything I knew about like Theseus and Perseus and like Hellenistic mythology where I could use like 80% of that. He's like, oh now this is just like when when Scylla pulled me into the depths to survive Charybdis. Ah, oh, this is just like Theseus and in the maze of Minos. Ah, uh, yes, just like when the fears. I'm like, do people understand this shit? Like, this is completely extraordinary, John French, and I love it. Like, these are my favorite parts of the books, but is there a huge calling for this? It's like you wrote a book specifically for me, and uh, shit, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're fucking right. That wound... <laughs> The armor
1: mm-hmm. in his belly punching outwards.
2: Yeah. yeah. Dark, maybe, it? Shit. Uh, maybe it was just grass No
4: no no. Maybe it was John Grammaticus. Maybe it was. He needs to make an entrance in the end. Yep.
1: Yeah.
2: And and or whatever I mean, they're working their way there. Olenius Pius and John Grammaticus.
4: Maybe they they argue. And then it like, accidentally <laughs> kill sanguineus. <laughs> accidentally <laughs> like,
2: exsanguinate sanguineus. Like
4: a Monty Python sketch when they're supposed to take that spear thingy, they were supposed to kill uh <laughs> fucking uh, old matey salamander. And then they oh, yeah. <laughs> then they try to, to argue who's gonna show it into Horus and then they accidentally tuck <laughs> <you know, laughs> it into fucking sanguineus it's like whoops
2: shit. <laughs> the fuck? Okay.
0: Let's, let's move on from this because we're gonna be here all night otherwise. Um
2: yeah. so we're gonna roll let's back- not go to Camelot. it's not a rather silly place. And we're gonna
0: roll back away from our virtual news desk, back over to our new, normal desk, and we're gonna move into our main topic, which is the bad Ab wars. And it's not just that, but that's 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 the overview that we're gonna start with. Um now the bad themselves are something that has been around in the fluff for how long roughly would we say
1: it's mentioned in the Rogue trade book
0: so yeah. it's, it's original like og heresy oh, well oh, yeah it, it is fucking
1: it's 80s 80s yeah. it's, it's not years. it's more than mentioned it's actually a fairly big section in it
0: right okay
1: when now. when space marines used to wear
4: camouflage yeah, there are and... some
1: really cool uh, holding Griffin with uh, camel, yeah, yeah, and, cool... and also
4: with the separatists, are like there's a I think there's a picture of them drinking beer in a pub, it's because they're like in between wars and disgruntled with the emperor.
2: Uh, is that the one rude. where, like, they're lining, like, the space marines are lining people up against the wall to shoot them too? No, that—that's just like punk guys trying to do graffiti and just shoot them against the wall. Yeah, no. well, that's
4: maintaining uh,
1: public order in the empire. Yeah, that's good. They're not I mean, traitors. Your average day in the empire.
0: Mm. Now, the the reason we're talking or about Russia. That, the reason we're talking about the Bad Badab Wars is because it's going to be part. Of uh, our Lincoln or Lincoln Grad event, which is coming up in a few months' time at the end of May, uh, Freddie, can you just give us a, a very quick overview of Lincoln itself and how, when, what's happening uh, with the event? Just so our listeners will get a rough idea and start getting dates in their calendar.
1: All
2: right, cool.
4: Uh, well, it's uh, during Christy uh which is God damn it. I don't have my calendar here, but.
2: Ascent of the Christ, for those of us who are not Swedes. No,
4: no, yeah. It's
2: in May anyway. Does Late anyone May. remember
4: that? Late May. Uh, and basically, what we're doing is we're doing our normal shenanigans at Lincoln, and we're going to have like uh, things going on for three days. Uh, obviously, we're always going to run our Centurion because Lincoln for us has become like kind of like a crazy Centurion event thingy. Narrative usually focus around city fights. We did raiders, garrisons. We we kind of pumped everything we could from book 4 and book uh, 6 at this stage. Uh, so we're going to come back. Yeah, so we're going to go back to those uh, awesome good old days where we had some cool Centurion going. But what, what we also do is normally we do something with all the other gaming systems. Uh we always had a passion on this podcast for like good old specialist games. Uh so so we're planning to have like an open table game uh on the Thursday where we're gonna be able to provide Aeronautica, uh BFG, uh some soul If you want to play some heresy, we're gonna have some heresy. Uh we'll also have like if you wanna play some bad app and uh, and I'm also thinking about actually uh, putting up uh, a epic table just because we can.
1: Yeah. Nice. And if you want to play something special, make like a shout out or we can uh, just grab two armies and bring with you.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, th- we will have armies uh, uh, to lend as well, as we always do. Yeah. So, so if you want to... If you want to... You know, borrow armies. You want to try out some different games. Uh, just like we did last year, we're gonna have like a, a demo games uh, for uh, uh, anything from Adeptus Titanicus to Aeronautica to all those sort of things. Um, so it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna, you know, if you if you use Heresy Curious or Specialist Game Curious, rock up on the Thursday. Then then on. Be- Basically, on the Friday, we're going to have our Bad Up event, which is uh, going to be fucking awesome. Uh,
0: we're going to get into those details in a minute.
4: Yeah, that is true. Um, so, uh, And then on the Saturday, obviously, we are going to have um, our uh, Heresy event.
0: So Which, that, again, we will do few details about in the future. Uh, that exactly. with, so that, that's the gen-
4: general gist of it. So we're going to have like uh, open gamings on the Thursday, we're going to have Badab on the Friday, and we're going to have Heresy on the Saturday.
0: Nice. Well, as this might be some people's very first introduction to the Badab Wars uh, in general, um, I know everybody's sort of into the fluff, but I know, Chris, you talked about being sort of ready for for this bit um can you can you give us a general overview of what the Badab wars are uh like so maybe who the if there's any key players and all that sort of stuff and just give
2: everyone a Lo- local of warlord fucks around local <laughs> warlord finds out
4: <laughs> like refuse <laughs> to, to pay and, taxes
0: <laughs> to the point but i think you i think you can quite easily expand on that for a little bit
2: yeah okay so Basically, there is a part of the Empire Imperium which is a designated a hellhole. It's close to what's called the, what is it? Mael- the I- not Iod the Maelstrom. And the Maelstrom is basically the worst part of the Golden Age of Fire. So you have Dark Elder Raiders, you have demonic incursions, you have chaotic warbands. So to sort of stymie the flow into the Imperium and make sure that all of the actual necessities and material assets at the very edge of the Maelstrom, because you have Adam and Titan and other stuff, so to make sure they actually do that, they send eight full chapters to lock down the Maelstrom, the fight and make sure that the flow of materials to Holy Terra can proceed unimpeded. Uh, the leader of this entire merry group of Maelstrom warders is a man known as Luft Lufthuron, who leads the Astral Claws. And the Astral Claws have been like, like Pella and Freddy mentioned, the Astral Claws and the Tiger's Claws specifically have been mentioned way back in Rogue Trader. They have a very striking tiger camouflage. So they're orange and they have black stripes. Perfect. There's also a pretty neat part in the RTB, one book, where they show up in the camouflage, like real camouflage, and they have like, I think, more of urban stripes. So black, blackish gray, charcoal gray, I guess, with black stripes for city combat. Uh, so basically, Juron and his merry friends, and we're not going to define them right now, go to the maelstrom and they fight a war of attrition. They they fortify the security lock it all down. And then as in all government funded assets, the state doesn't really prioritize and they start pulling assets away. I think he has eight full chapters. Uh, some big names in there, if I remember correctly. They even have the Dark Angels and some Black Templar for a while, but the the High Lords of Adam and Stratum in their incredible wisdom decides that, well, this is costing a bit more than it's actually worth, so we just want you guys to keep doing twice your work with half of the assets. So they pull out three of the chapters, and they ask Lufthuron to just keep on trucking. Now, this does not work out at all. So... In a bold power move, Lufthurin decides to just stop sending uh, his tides back to Terra. Uh, basically, you know, money, materials, whatever. But also, he stops sending his seed tithes. This takes, because of the Imperium's size, a number of decades to be detected. When they do, they basically send a couple of auditors going like, hey, pay your taxes. And Lufthurin's like, no, give me my men back so I can do my work. They're like, no. You can't do your work properly, we won't give you men, but I can't do my work as it is. Well, sucks to be you, give us all your stuff. It's like, no! And he sends them packing. Now, Lufthuron is a man of integrity, quality, and a tiny kaiser, so he calls up some debts. And he has among himself such stalwart champions as the Lamenter chapter, the most unfortunate, unlucky chapter in the entirety of Imperium with a beautiful color scheme. They are yellow and they are sons of sanguinous but they have the worst luck ever. Whenever there's a shit assignment, they get the worst of it. There's even a beautiful section where they fight to protect the civilians. And uh, they wind up with uh, the Marines Maleficent, who do not give a single shit about civilians. So they bomb 9% of the planet and call it done. And then they make sure that the Lambdors get demoted because they tried protecting the civilians, which is just a waste of time, basically. They have the Mantis Warriors, who are, of course, are Power Rangers precursors. They are the magical Sentai Rangers guys. They are basically White Scars. Power Rangers' successor chapters. You don't like me? Send a message to Randy and Podcast. That is my summary of them. We also have the other guys. No, well, we have Astral Calls. We have the Fire Hawks. Freddy, who more do they have they on their have side?
4: Have Space Sharks.
2: Yes. They, no, the Space Sharks are loyalists.
4: Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> yes, they have issues, anger issues, but they're loyalists. Yeah, they have anger
2: issues. Now. Uh, basically, initially, there's an attempt to mediate the conflict and head it off. But, and this is one of the great mysteries of Up, the They meet for a peace conference on an asteroid, and <laughs> there's just like strange explosion that rocks through it. And the Imperium obviously thinks that Euron is trying to assassinate their representatives, but Euron thinks the same because an equal amount of Marines die on both sides. And then it kicks off into the greatest single intersanine war that the Imperium have seen after the Horus Heresy. This is basically as bad as it gets. Marines versus Marines, brother versus brother, people fighting one another, not just for the sacred ideals they hold here, but because they said that they'd help a buddy out when he needed help moving. So the Imperium sends basically whoever they can get, and the war just escalates in ruthlessness until the High Lords of Dunstratum just send in their personal attack chapters. You have like the Exorcists, you have the space sharks, you have the Minotaurs, you have marine chapters, Salamanders. Yeah, the salamanders, but they're pretty nice. You, you have chapters whose intent sole intent is to fight other space marines, which you know makes everyone participate feel a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fighting for an Imperium. Also, it turns out my side has specifically grown genetic weapons to kill me if I look at them weirdly. Hmm. Let's get back to that one. You, you, uh, forgot, war, you forgot
4: the retarded trade federation that ratted out uh, the Astra Clause and made them come and have a look. What the fuck is going on? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, there's a trade federation who basically gets angry because Ewan raises the price of silver. <laughs> I mean, it's tight and they need to make bullets and, like, armor, but the reason he gets sold out is because he doesn't pay taxes. As history teaches us, always pay your mercenaries and, apparently, you know, trade guild representatives. It, it's... Two huge books, and they are chronologically and historically just the precursors to the black books that we know and love. You have color plates, you have beautifully detailed histories, you have the lore, you have the background, you have fighting strategies and ideals of every participating chapter. Uh, it keeps, as I mentioned before, it keeps exacerbating and just <laughs> growing in ruthlessness and callousness on both sides. Uh, Duron is the guy who said big guns never tire. And one of the foremost ideas he has for fighting is integrated human, human auxilia into his marine combat. Just standing in front of you, Operation Human Shield. And yeah, it has BFG support. I'm just so excited. It has BFG support. It invented the original Blooded Void, A.K.A. Somatologist yeah. Rules. It has an epic module that you can include, character progression, and the first of many special characters, Space Marines. They also have Forge favorite chapter, Red Scorpions, that I'm currently rocking.
4: Yeah, and the uh, Space Spartans.
2: Yes, Minotaur. Uh, Hecatonchymics of the Minotaurs. Yeah. He has also very. also rafters. has. Yeah, the Raptors. Of course, I think I also missed out on like the Firehawks, yeah. Salamanders, the Dark show up for a short stint. There are a, a lot of there. Oh, Yes, yeah. the Holland Griffins, with the worst color scheme to paint ever, because it's so hard, as far as I'm concerned. But
1: Not they're like actually the black game. in this campaign. Um, oh, really? They're sitting on the moon with black armor and get killed. Oh, yeah.
4: That's you do. Uh,
2: it's it's basically a narrative campaign with set battles. And it has, in my opinion, some of the best sculpts Forge World ever did. They have... Uh, they have Severus Lof, Severin Laugh, who is their Red Scorpion librarian. They have Tiber's Red Wake, which you've seen. It's Indomitus Space Shark guy who has Shane Fists and Lightning Claws in one design. They have, of course, Lufturon. They have, like, I don't even know his name, the Alchemancer, their Spatial Tech Marine. It has so many beautiful things about Styrian it. Styrian Moloch from the Minotaur. Yes, Styrian Moloch and Nidus Encomi.
4: Yeah, and it, it was the thing that uh, kind of released all the heresy armors and, and shit. Yeah. And introduced Oh, yeah, the Leviathan original that, was released. Yeah, uh, and Leviathan dreadnoughts. Yeah, that um, Red Scorpion special one.
2: No, the um, Leviathan yeah. came way later, but they did yeah. make a Red Scorpion one because it was supposed to come out with, like, the book that was scrapped. The fires of Saraxis was supposed to have uh several off one of the things about yeah, the Red no, Squad in It's not off,
3: it's, um, it's Carib Cullen. Yes, it's, so, uh, like Carib, Carib, Carib Cullen is like their favorite guy. So I think in Bad Ab Wars, I think it was, he was like just a power armor. No, he's uh, a chapter master. He's yeah, Brax, but I mean I think he was like oh in Vrax he's or not in Vrax, but uh, maybe Vrax too, but um yeah. he was also in uh the Anfilian project. Yep, the Turnit one. Yep. Um, but he goes from like power armor to Terminator armor to Leviathan Dreadnought. Yep. yes you do. It's called about promotion.
2: progression, That's right. <laughs> yeah, character progression and promotion. He goes from basically one of the foremost greatest uh, Vanguard veteran captains they have, and then he goes on to become like the first company elite representative and then becomes the chapter master. And then he becomes locked into a box. Like you should. Natural progression for space me basically. Yeah. I could have summarized that way better, but I do have an occasion to gush about stuff I'm very passionate about. I will not apologize. <laughs> uh, we're actually playing a campaign right now, and it's really fun. Like, yeah, the rules themselves, they, they've they managed to distinguish most chapters with rules and small, like, graphic changes, which still make them feel wholly different from one another, which is saying something seeing as back when this book came out, there wasn't something as expansive as, you know, the of Stardust, or even Combat Tactics, or like, yeah, the rules you got for Heresy. So it's like pretty minimal, but it worked out. Lots of narrative campaigns in there, too. Which,
4: which
1: A lot of
2: hobbing.
4: And- Oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff
2: like
1: Horace it is a historical war game in uh, in sci-fi format so like a well, historical war gamer you have and- that uh, those choices to to actually model and hobby hobby the campaign yes Freddy?
4: yeah well I'm saying like th- this is basically like they did this they did racks and thanks to that success they uh, he he did his passionate prog- project that he always wanted to kick off, and that was the Horus Heresy. So it, these these are like the the reason we got these books is basically what we have to thanks for having the Horus Heresy in the end, the way we wanted it.
2: Yeah, that's I seem to recall somebody telling me that one of the reasons that Alan Bly actually got the confidence start off the horse Heresy is because the Bad Ab Wars were so incredibly well received, both internally and externally for Forge World, and they are an amazing piece of literature. They hold up to today, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, yeah, they should re-release those books. Actually, yeah, it's they should. Something I always They wanted did to actually, actually to... for
2: 6th edition and 7th edition, but that's the yeah. one that I have. We talked about it before you came on, Alex, but I think we came to agreeing that like the bad of war books is the best financial investment you could do with these things. Yeah. They've just escalated in value. Uh, how much well. are they worth? Maybe it's worth some. Uh, I remember also the being full a suite of black books. Yeah, like I was gonna buy these two uh for like I think a hundred euros. Mm-hmm. Like two years ago or three years ago, and I was like, ah, it's a bit pricey. Now they go for like I guess you, if you get both books for three hundred Euros, you're lucky. Oh shit! Yeah, I think what I got, think you I think like I got the both. Of them in the for map shit. Bucks <laughs> Damn, good investment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not sure if those are real ones. Could you send them to me and I'll check them out for you? No,
3: nah, yeah.
2: Real pandemic <laughs> prices or something? Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. I, yeah, I think I think I, I got them like 2019 or 2020 or something like that. Um, so I just got them when the value was low. Bought the dip.
4: Yeah, the same with the Rax ones. They're super. Like I remember, you can buy them for like thirty bucks each. For a while now, now it's like a hundred bucks each. Yeah. yeah
2: During the God. pandemic, Only I gave away Imperial Armor One and Two because I didn't need it anymore. Oof. I I just donated them to charity. What? <laughs> I'm charity. Why didn't you give it to me? I honestly didn't know you wanted it. Like this is before, like before I had my second kid. Like I needed a space, like shelf space when we're gonna move. Get rid of a kit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Fifth edition Imperial Armor? I'm not going to need this. You and lo and behold, like two years later, I really needed it. <laughs> so like, should we maybe talk about the rules we're going to use for the event? Because, hey, yo, why are you all dragging up an old ass system in a, in a game? Well, dear listener, let us tell you more on the application of it.
4: Well, Freddy. we're not really dragging up an old game system. What what we're doing is we're trying to get people uh, invested and interested in the bad app as a, a setting. So we know that uh, the community is kind of diverse into this. We have people like, hell, fuck, I played bad app using second ed. We have people that are like uh, uh, purists that want to play it. Uh, they play, let's say, they play book one in fifth ed and book two in sixth ed, if you want to be like super... A, a, a precise with the rules. Uh but mean, um,
0: super nerdy like like we are.
4: Yeah like I, I
2: think Fred was trying to not say anal.
0: You know. Yeah it,
4: uh, well, I like that word.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say why would you not? <laughs>
4: it's my favorite word. Uh but the <laughs> your, favorite, is, uh, <laughs> your work report must this?
0: be so weird. Uh, <laughs> He's never a children player. Let's keep let that sink in and then move on. Anyway
4: uh, sorry for interrupting a you Fred. so uh, relax and let it sink in. Uh the yeah. thing is uh, <laughs> But, what we realized is instead of uh trying to kind of let people play like, "Oh, we wanna play fifth edition, we wanna play second edition, we wanna play third edition, we wanna play sixth edition, so on, we wanna play the you know the last because Forgeware did do a sixth edition upgrade to be fair for like even book one and... yeah, they also
2: did a seventh edition update,
4: yeah so what... but I know you hate
2: seventh edition, so you wouldn't know about that. <laughs>
4: Uh so what we're gonna do is we're actually done like a conversion of uh, Horus Heresy 2.0 into uh our own Badab edition.
3: I'm gonna fucking need that.
4: Well, <laughs> you can have it, Alex. Uh which means <laughs> that uh it it, <laughs> will, it will help people that play heresy to at least try out like the at least the narrative gaming part of bad get in enticed because what we want to spread more than just the gaming part, we want to spread the awesome history and the massive fluff and the narrative part of Badab. Because it was kind of like the brainchild that got us into Heresy to start with. So we want to honor that, you know, that feeling of people getting the chance to enjoy...
1: Pay your dues.
4: Pay, like, enjoy the setting of Badab. Uh, and to make know. it easier for everyone is just to... Use uh, a rule system that is kind of current, valid, and that most people know.
2: And also, it's nice not having to memorize entirely new, different rules. Yeah, take it from me. Like, if you're trying to play 7th edition and Horse Heresy and the 5th ed, it's going to take time to separate them in your mind.
4: It becomes a bit confusing. Mm. Oh yeah. And we want to make it like a low, uh, easy entry level for, for everyone. Mm. So, what we've done is we've come up with like a rule tweak. Using uh, Horus Heresy 2.0 as the base, uh, and then kind of badf- badabified the rules a bit, uh, changed a bit uh, with reactions, used to make not reactions over the top, uh, and kind of changed tweaks, uh, army entries. So the basis is that if you have any of the um, Legion, either traitor or loyalist Legion books, uh, you can use like unit entries, and then have the a modification to those units to make them fit in the M scene, or kind of make them more how we remember good old Space Marines in 40k before this primaries thing happened.
0: So, like, uh, ready just to just to jump in there for a second. So, like, for yep. an example in the in the document that we've got because I'm looking at it right here. Uh, for example, you've got the Legion Tactical Squad, so you've put in notes like remove Fury the Legion. Add combat squad special rule, uh, and then you can upgrade one in every five models to a flamer, melter, plasma, heavy flamer. So basically, you can build the classic tactical squad by using the stat block for the heresy legion uh, tactical squad, and then these additional uh, guidelines, framings, whatever you want to call it.
4: And see, uh Unfortunately, I listened to my uh, co-people here and accepted that a tactical squad can have different weapons than a flamer and a missile launcher, even though that's heresy, but apparently...
0: <laughs> hey, even, <laughs> even girly man allowed more
2: than one option on each, so... Uh,
4: it's, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>
2: In Freddy's ideal world, it'd be like second edition. You buy a marine, and then you have to buy them a weapon, and then you can give them as many weapons as you want. But you're gonna die as f- fast as anything else.
1: Yeah. No, that's the uh, rogue trader room. Rogue. rogue trader. Rogue. Oh yeah. It's Room toughness. <laughs>
4: this guy has a flamer and a
2: power fist and a refractor field and also a vortex grenade. And he dies I... on three plus. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: I love displacer fields, and then the never-ending argument if you. <laughs> go into, like, a lake, does he die or not? Because the lake is impossible terrain, but you're in a fucking Terminator suit. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> anyway,
1: let's not focus let's on that. Stay there. That's obvious. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, we're going to do that. Uh, we're also going to add units that normally aren't heresy-related, so people will have, be able to have their uh, race backs, they will have those weird Flyers that aren't storm eagles because they're smaller, but they're kind of like storm eagles. And uh, what else do we have that is like super forty cage?
0: Well, there will be the different. Um, we've talked about. You mentioned different. Um, I'm trying to think of the words. Units. So there's things like possibility of like stone guard and all oh, those yeah, like yeah, other exactly. options. And
4: obviously, you'll have to. You'll be able to feel. Well, you can still feel normal. Terminator armor, so that's not a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're able to have like box threads, which you can still have, uh, and so on. Uh, and also, we'll add on uh, chapter tactics, which is kind of important because mm-hmm. what if, if people remember back in the day? It's sort of like uh, what we have now in 2.0, where we have legion rules, where they can have like a legion reaction, and and you have different upgrades to your legion, like let's say Iron Hands have. You know, neg one on strength of enemy weapons shooting at them. Obviously, we'll have that for Astroclaws. We'll have that for Minotaurs. We'll have all those kind of rules for the chapters, and we'll call them chapter tactics mm-hmm. to get that flavor of the different ones, like the Crazy Shark people uh, getting all crazy and close combaty, and you have like uh, Claws having all these extra human uh, auxilia and being extra tactical and tax dodgy. <laughs>
1: like
2: combat tactics uh, and, Dod- and tax Lema- dodging
4: Lementors just like reroll roll sixes that's it <laughs> to, you know, keep it fluffy you know if they win you roll again like on a two plus you lose anyway
2: <laughs> so like if you play the Astral Claws you can get what 10% extra points allowance because you cheat on your taxes
4: exactly so, yeah <laughs>
2: That's, That's no, no, good. Like it like has that. two thousand points. Uh, you get
3: two thousand two hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm 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 a little torn on where I would go because I'm always jumping between Carcerons and Raptors. But uh, I did recently come across an Asterian Moloch, so uh, What would my chapter tactics be in those three situations?
4: Uh, we can look here. If you didn't, we put
3: up the rules. Yes, I did. So which uh, one? Uh, uh, which one? I, I switched over the phone. My my computer headset was dying. We
4: have your Space Sharks have the Reavers of the Outer Dark. So they Mm -hmm. have Fair One special rules because they're scary. Oh, boy. (laughs) And uh, any in the tactical squad uh, may exchange your bolt gun uh, for a close combat weapon. For example, a Shade Sword combat blade for free. And obviously, you have to model that. Uh, And also, they have the Blood Hunger so it means that all space sharks gets the rage, one special rule, uh, after they have either destroyed an enemy infantry unit in assault or forced them to fall back. So yeah, but, little... but
2: also if you play space sharks, your opponent is allowed to constantly ask if you like fish sticks.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> <yeah, laughs> to beat each other with fix fix sticks, yeah. Fish, yeah. fish sticks. What was and the other it... ones you wanted to play?
3: Uh... Raptors. Raptors, raptors and Minotaurs. Yeah,
2: Raptors Minotaur. and Minotaurs,
4: yeah. Uh, uh, raptors, uh, basically, they have Strike from Shadows, uh, which means that uh, Space Marine Raptors that have the infantry unit type, but this does not only also have the heavy unit subtype, or Legion Warhawk Hawk Jump Pack, or Terminator Armour, gains the Scout special rule during the first game turn and have Shrouded 6-plus special rule. Minotails. Okay. Minotails! Uh, if your name is Pele, you're not allowed to play this. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> uh, no, they have Unrelenting Assault, uh, which means that they don't need to take moral checks uh, due to losing 25% during the shooting phase and may re-roll pin- pinning tests. And also they gain the Crusader special rule. In addition, they add plus one to any roll to determine the charge distance while, an, while in an enemy deployment zone.
3: That's pretty cool.
4: Because they're like grumpy Spartans.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a great way of to But you also have like charge, everything that has a red color on it.
3: <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> and yeah, you get plus, plus one charge
0: distance about anyone who has a red cape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, so, we're, yeah. we're extremely mature on the rules front here. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> right. So basically, we have rules for like the Mantis Warrior for the. What what should you say? The rebels. Uh the executioners. Separatists. Separatists. Tiger Claws, Lamenters, Astra Claws, and then the Loyalists. We have the Firehawks, Fire Angles, the Raptors, Howling Griffins, Sons of Medusa, which is basically fucking Iron Hands. Red Scorpions, Minotaurs, Nova Marines, Exorcist, Marines Errants, Salamanders, Space Sharks, and the Angels Revenant.
0: Yay, exorcists.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't know why we have the Angels Reverend. It's because I think my son wanted to play them.
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because <laughs> a lot of don't... these got expanded in, like, the, what are they called? The guys who had a role-playing license. They did, like, the Death Watch books and stuff, but oh, they expanded a lot of the uh, Battle of War fantasy chapters. chapters. Fantasy Flight? Something, yeah, Fantasy Flight. Thank you. Yeah, they actually expanded a lot of the lore, because they were like, oh, yes, the Nova Marines have a proud tradition of fighting mainly with power spears. And I think (laughs) there's something like, uh, what is it, the Marines' errand? No, it's like the Spectres are in there, too. Uh, The Silver Skulls show up for a quick turn, too. And just expanded on their background a lot, so we can use that and just put in some fluff about them. Because some of these guys are basically like, they showed up and fought and got their asses kicked and went back to Terra for reinforcements.
4: Or or like... uh... Access, yeah, Yeah. so yeah, so uh, that's basically what we have. Uh, I guess uh, we're going to put up um, our uh, first draft of uh, the event rules as soon as we can Mm -hmm. so people can start doing. Uh, are we going to talk about the event yet, or we're not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing I was going to ask is just when it comes to actually building a list. Is it massively different? Um, but as you sort of touched on, we're using the the Heresy 2.0 rules, so I'm guessing we're using like a Crusade force org chart. Um, yeah, we're using the Leonard. same
4: same force org chart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's no biggie. Um, it's not that different. If you have ever built a a fucking army in 40k, and if you have two tactical squads, some dreadnoughts, a rhino. Uh, you're basically home for this and like some cool character.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's not... I mean, it is, as you said, it's very much uh, 40K old school style of build. So it's not yeah. rocket science. But it, I just wanted to see if just be a bit clearer on the the sort of potential expectations for somebody who's listening and going, I'm interested. What do I have to do? Because it is it is very new, um, this particular approach. So if, if like we said... Follow the how to build an army. As far as forty as far as thirty k is concerned, there are lists of units that aren't available. There are lists of uh, changes to existing units to make them fit within the time frame. Um, and like you said, the reactions and everything have have been updated specifically for these chapters as well. So there's a lot of the information is there. I I promise I will get it out as soon as I possibly can. I would like to get the first draft up when we drop this episode. Um but I will I have to say I can't promise that hundred percent,
2: but I'll do my very best as I do. Jody is a lot about quality over quantity. So you'll you'll get a good one when he drops it. Just look at pictures of all the different chapters and just do Google like bad awards chapters and take whatever chapter inspires you to paint. Yeah. This is gonna be a lot about hobbying, painting and passions just like
3: And film stress the
2: rules mega merch.
0: Strongly recommend Googling Badab or lexiconum.
2: Yeah. yeah, the lexiconum is really good, actually.
0: Lexiconum has a lot of stuff around all the good. different bits and pieces. And I'm going to be really cheeky and sort of plug our Discord as well, because like I said, we are doing a Discord, a Discord challenge on our Discord right now, um, and we're doing over February and March. So if you come on and join our Discord, the link's in our Facebook group. Um, you can come and join us, and it's basically the challenge is quite simple. One HQ, one troop choice, one extra unit. Um, you can work it out however you want, but that's what we're aiming to do by the end of March. So, uh... and, yeah, and
2: if you want to see like some pictures of bad battles we're running, just uh, check out the uh, Airbrush is Civilization on Instagram. That's mine. Yep. So, unfortunately, my army is in those pictures, but you'll see a lot of good, well painted armies for like Gabriel and Jens and Ulf. So we have like uh, five or six different chapters. Might give you some ideas. Yeah. Also, you'll see like two thousand points of red scorpions is not a lot of units. No. Just uh, give it a shake.
0: Did I talk uh, to you, Alex, or was it Freddy? Uh,
2: Sir.
4: I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was all of us. Okay, no, but the, the the thing is, like, uh, obviously, this is like an introduction to app, so it's going to be like one of our first events, and we're not going to aim for like super massive mega apocalypse armies. And uh, so uh, we're just going to have like uh, 1250 points and if you if you kind of imagine 1250 points in uh, Horus heresy that's it's going to be roughly the same amount of models in a bad army as well so Very yeah the neat thing is
2: like the bad up campaign ladder goes through different phases and the first phase is roughly around one thousand points, and then when you end, it's like three thousand points with a Lord of War. So just grab a friend, do this challenge as a link on, and then you can go home and keep playing the campaign.
4: Exactly. <laughs> and we're gonna repre- represent these uh phases because obviously, in the books, which which I like, if you don't get them, mm-hmm. do get them because they're fucking awesome. Uh,
2: you're gonna <laughs> just sell a kid near something. doesn't Yeah, have
4: you your own. sell your kid. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't sell my kidney. So yeah, sure. Yeah.
4: Uh. So the the thing is, like, yeah, uh, just like uh, Christopher said, uh, it's it's kind of like a escalatory campaign, uh, where you kind of start off with small forces and then eventually end up at the massive siege of Badab and the kind of end game. Imagine siege of Terra, but you know Badab War style, uh, so where you have like Titans running around, uh. But what we're going to do is we're going to do this in like a micro scale cosmos for the first time, because this is the first time we're introducing Badab as a concept for everyone. So we're going to do like, by escalating, we're just going to make sure that there's more players on uh, tables and we're going to have like um, the narrative missions representing the different phases of the Badab war. So you can feel like the, the historical progression of the Badab campaign. That well, yeah.
0: that goes nicely into um, actually sort of the next point is how's the event going to work? Let's go into some detail on that, dude.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, the first part is it's going to be like a, a version of Centurion where we're going to basically tailor. Uh, it, it, it's a three-day, like it's a three-mission event. And each of the mission is going to represent one of the different phases of the actual Badab uh, war that happened. So in the first one, it's going to be basically when the loyalists kind of walked in. There was a lot of boarding actions, a lot of small skirmishes where where they were probing, like, what the fuck was going on. Uh, So we're going to have, like, a Centurion style where we're going to have heaps of Talis tables. We're going to have heaps of, like, uh, uh, train-heavy tables uh, for you to play, like, your 1,000. So everyone's going to play, like, a 1,000 Centurion list. Uh after that we're gonna have like when when you had more pitch battles that phase of the like building up to the climatic end game, you had more pitch battles where we you actually fought about the different planets. Uh there are heaps of famous battles that happen during the, the bad Ab actual war. Uh so we're gonna have like a pitch battle and that's where we're gonna have like two players coming together on each faction. So you're gonna have like basically two so you're gonna use all your your 1,000 army that you had in your previous battle, and you added up with your uh, your teammate, so it's going to be 2,000 versus on oh, 2,000. So we're going to have that experience of actually the battle war where different chapters going on together fighting against each other. It wasn't just Astra Claws fighting everyone else because there was uh, uh, chapters are much smaller than legions. I don't know if <laughs> if you all remember this, but. A chapter is not as big as Legion, so there was a lot of fightings where the chapters cooperated. So we're gonna have like two versus two, and then in the end game, there's gonna be like the the siege of Badab, like the the massive Badab thingy, where we're finally gonna bring out our walls again. Yeah from, from from the good old Skandus event, uh, and and there is an actual battle in in. Uh, the first book that is like the Siege of Badab battle. And we're going to do like a modified version that is going to be two versus two. So it's going to be 2,500 points each side. And it's going to be a part of that final push. So each table is going to be like representing one sector of the final Badab fortress uh, of the climatic end battle. And then we're going to see like if there's breaches and kind of tally up campaign points as you go. So each phase is going to end up with like just like uh, Alex explained when he ran LVO, it's going to be each phase is going to give some sort of bonus to the opponent. It actually used to be that in, in the battle books. So it's each phase is going to give like a if the loyalist wins, they get a bonus going into the second phase and so on and so on. Very cool. and
0: well, That's going to be that, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a great way to approach uh, doing something new like bringing everyone together rather than you gotta go through a whole new event just on your own, you know. We've got to team you up and then everybody's gonna slap face and have a big fight at the end of it
2: all. Yeah. I'm and and obviously
4: here. there will be some normal Wranginers uh, shenanigans used to. Uh, <laughs> th- there's heaps of cool stratagems that they used to play, uh, in bad app, so that we're gonna use that a little bit more uh, to kind of like push the narrative. On different tables and depending on things that happens and get reported to us we might like uh, add events occurring on different tables and so on Uh, just to get that more things that happen historically might happen as well on your table depending on who you're fighting if there's like a a, a battle that has actually happened in one of the imperial army books and certain things happens for that battle we might uh, add on some little tweak to your game, is to make sure that you, you kind of feel like you're in part of that battle.
0: I mean, that's what it's all about at the end of it, isn't it? There's everybody having fun and telling the story, so any chance to sort of make that easier and a bit more fun for everyone is exactly what we're going to jump on.
3: Color me jealous.
4: <laughs> well, now you have to get bad Badab mate.
3: What if I just ran like a massive international Badab event like next year? How's oh, that sound? That,
4: so that sounds like a good plan.
3: Yeah, come <laughs> to Canada?
4: Oh, well, I want to go to Canada. We can oh, uh, yeah. s- sort in like a, like a fucking hockey game as well. Oh that yeah, be awesome!
3: And no doubt, we can do that. We'll time it for about that time.
4: Yeah, fuck I want to do it before like the old Bruin hands all retire.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll. uh we'll take this
0: offline circle back <laughs> <laughs> we'll, come, we'll, we'll work this out on, on a per, we'll work this out after we finished yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> otherwise th- th- everybody listening would be like really really you guys that's what you okay you <laughs> <laughs> don't need that level of judgment man we don't need that level of judgment um <laughs> but yeah no, that, i think it's going to be an absolute blast i really do i'm really looking forward to it and i know there's yeah uh, it sounds but, awesome yeah i i'm like I said, we're building up a small community on the on the Discord channel. I know there's at least one big-ish community up in Stockholm that you play with, Freddie. Yep. I'm hoping that we're going to see lots more people sort of come out of the woodwork um, here in Sweden with with you know with their ba- love for Badab. I mean, there's a couple. I think it actually maybe not be a couple, but I think if you have salamanders at least, you don't have to paint an army. <laughs> you can <laughs> just jump in yeah. with your salamanders. Because they're good to go. Or Dark uh, Angels. Yeah, uh, really? uh, maybe not. No, I don't think the Dark Angels are in this one, unless they would be. Well, who knows which side uh, would be on.
4: You're thinking about Rex. No. Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: But Salamanders, you're already good to go, so you've saved yourself having to paint anything new. And so many of them are in friendly, heresy heresy friendly color schemes. Uh, although, I must admit. My yes, own personal thoughts, think Iron Man's- yeah. I mean, if you are—I don't know what the right word is—brave enough, mad enough to do like a courted scheme like Howling Griffins or Nova Marines, um, my hats off to you. You're 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 insane, but well done. <laughs> I look at those colour schemes, and I mean, do you remember the uh, image from White Dwarf way back of the dude who did the, his own his own Howling Griffins battle company?
4: Oh yeah. And,
1: yeah that,
0: that just every time man every time i think about that i'm like that's beautiful how is he still sane from painting that <laughs> how is he still how is his mind still in one piece but uh yeah i can't either,
4: wait either that or spending time with his wife
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah picked it should... yeah i wouldn't know what that's like anymore
3: um <laughs> dark i know Ooh, he went dark again <laughs> I can't get divorced if I never get married. Yeah, <laughs> true. You can't <laughs>
4: fail if you never try. Yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> try too many times. Fail too many times. <laughs> I'll leave it at that.
0: Uh, but uh, no, all seriousness, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this event. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. Um, is there any um, anything else that you want to cover on it, Freddie?
4: Well, basically, if you're interested and if you want to know more, just hit us up on uh, all our social medias. Uh obviously you'll be able to read through that uh pack that we have so far. You you won't be able to see uh the classic space marine units, uh as in this what are they called? Like the storm raven, maybe the flying thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so actually.
4: Yeah,
3: some you lab... can still use storm eagles though, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, okay, cool.
4: So, like, if you have any questions, any uh, comments, I know people already started uh, hitting me up and asking, like, can I bring this? Can I bring this? I can finally use all the Razorbacks I have been having lying around. Stupid flyers and box dreads and, you know, all that shit. And all my Mark VII Marines that I have been collecting dust. It's like, do all that shit. Just bring it and have fun. It's going
0: to be a lot of fun. It really, really is. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm already getting grief for, for uh, having to show up there, so uh, we'll we'll have to make sure it's going to be an awesome event. I mean, what else are we going to do? Um, Yeah, very much. Anything about Lincoln that you want to wrap up with as well, dude, while we're here? Because I think we're going to bundle this up now and head out towards our outro, but is there anything about Lincoln in, in and of itself you want to mention?
4: Yeah. No, it's going to be basically the same old, same old, like the same old setup that we do. Uh, we're going to have like heaps of table. Uh, I would definitely encourage you to rock up on the Thursday, do some open tables, hang around. If you want to help out setting tables up or just, uh, you know, organize some sort of uh, dinner, beer, meet up, just hit us up as well because I think we're planning to do what we we'll always do, grab a couple of beers, have a nice feed basically Thursday, Friday, uh, try to be on time on, on the, the mornings afterwards, but yeah, yeah so you stroke up, if, if you want um, if you want to tee up some demo games, or if you want to you know, experience something special like let's say you want to play Space Marine Epic, or if you want to play Aeronautica with like me and Pelle uh, or if you want to learn how to play Adeptus Titanicus or whatever, just let us know and we'll hook you up sort you out a table and um, if you're planning to be on Thursday and want to stick around and play, you know, Soma Talis or big, massive fucking heresy games, uh, just let us know as well. And we might, you know, can, can set up something special if you want a special table, uh, to do something special, then you just let us know. We sort that out for you. And
0: I will say we will have, um, the, the sort of call it rules set, uh, compendium set, whatever you want to call it, for the, um, for Badab and hopefully all the event information um for linked on up when this episode drops, if not within about two weeks of the episode dropping. So it'll be time you have uh, time to sort of get involved and start booking your tickets for the events as well uh once all this drops. So yeah. It's a good one. Well I'm gonna take us to our outro now and I wanna say again thank you to Alex for coming and joining us this evening or this afternoon where he is. Um yeah. it's been a lot of fun having you on, my dude.
3: Yeah, thanks for uh thanks for including me. Uh, and I'm I'm very excited about this bad app stuff. So it's
0: uh, it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a thing, that's for sure.
3: Hell yeah. Uh, I've been wanting I've been just dreaming of something like this, so I'm I'm glad you guys actually had some initiative to do it. Uh I, I did a little bit of it and then just stopped. So <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, how, it's how how so many of us do it until until like you say somebody steps up and goes right let's do something about it so mm-hmm. uh, it's, all, it's all types of fun um, yeah it's been a, I've really enjoyed tonight's episode lots of fun chat um, just to remind you though um, you know we do do this we do love what we're doing and if you like what you're doing you'd like to help us just keep the lights on uh, we have a Patreon it's the Ranging Heresy podcast um, on patreon.com dot um, if you like, you know, like I said, what you hear, we do a tip jar, nothing super special, just a tip jar, a couple of dollars each month. And we greatly appreciate it to uh, you know keep things rocking and rolling around here. Um, again, we're on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, all that sort of jazz. Um, and yes, there will be lots coming from us uh, in the not so distant future related to Badab, Lincoln, and many other cool things as well. Uh, and that being the case i'm going to wrap it up and say it's a good night for me
1: and me yeah keep those geller fields up
4: oh my god it's a good night for me
0: now remember guys treat life like 30k be aggro on the streets be full grim in the sheets and try not to lose your head this is the Vrangian heresy podcast signing off